Hello and welcome back to Finger Guns. I'm your debonair co-host Dave Baldwin, and here I am with Tony B and Jimmy. And how are we doing tonight, fellas? What the fuck is a devil? What what did debonair. you say? Debonair. debonair. Yeah. What the? Who the fuck are you no, trying look, to be? Double O Seven. Hang on. <laughs> Dave needs to use his journalism degree somewhere, so it's right here. It's true. <laughs> He's it's true. It's just he. Like, you know, he had a word of the day calendar, and today's was debonair. debonair. He just and says he, that, and he's looking like fucking Magnum PI right now. I love the shirt, man. I love Hawaiian the shirt. shirt that's open, probably not even buttoned up. It definitely isn't because I was <laughs> yeah. sweaty as shit today. Fucking um, guy. wolf. Definition man. is effort. Thank you. Effortlessly charming. Effortlessly Synonyms. charming. Sophisticated, charming, and suave. So yeah, this that. Uh, it's hundred percent like you, the, man. That's me. It's you. That's me. If there was yeah. ever a word. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to let you have it. Okay, Magnum? <laughs> Thank you. Magnum. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Just like I appreciate that you came along on the journey of TIFF with me. Of yeah. course. Why? Yes. What, what the hell else would we be doing in September? I don't know. It's just, just a big <laughs> kudos to you both for still just... Yeah, I, know, I know this year wasn't as crazy as it could have been. This is true. But still proud of you both for just it still it still felt like park. a goddamn it still felt like a goddamn like uh marathon. Like holy shit. Like well, we sure. weren't average we weren't averaging like six or seven like we Fuck. were last year. Yeah. It was only like three or four. And I think I think four was the most we saw in a day. And like hey, that's holy that's shit. like that's a light day back I, in, I, by I compared am, to the twenty nineteen. Right. That isn't I have like no a, spring chicken. That was like a Sunday after having a midnight screening kind of day only four <laughs> only four and it starts 8 30 in the morning if if you want to get technical tony technically we did five but one five. of them was a con- conversation oh, okay sure. okay conversation sure. conversation yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, it is an uh, event they do count it is taking up true. part of your time it's all true. right so five five in a day so, yeah. that's pretty good Yeah, I feel like the, uh, well, this episode is a Bulgari experience as sponsored mm-hmm. by Bulgari. Um, God, I wish I, I would wear feel, all the Bulgari. Right? Friend of the podcast. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Bulgari they're Incorporated. A, they're the sponsor. <laughs> they're the sponsor. <clears throat> I feel like the subtitle should be Dave and Tony are too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we've been out of the game for three years. Like this is like, we were in the game in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, Two, two, two ish, three, whatever. The last time we went in person was in 2019 and we fucking gave her that year. Heck yeah, man. And this year it was just, it was rough, but yeah, we were also going to screenings at eight 30 in the morning every fucking day. Yeah. That's bad. seriously that's like bad. what the fuck? Who the hell wants to get up even at eight 30 in the morning? Man? Even in 2019, we gave ourselves a break a couple of times. It yeah. wasn't, it was like no. nine, nine 30. And then like, I think the one day that we did a midnight screening, we're like, cause we didn't do many in 2019, but the one day no. we made sure like the Sunday was just like, yeah, our first screening was at like 1130 or something. <laughs> you, yeah. You it guys was, just went mornings every day. 
That's it. Yeah. You guys I think our latest screening nuts. started at 945. Okay. Well, that one's fine. Yeah, that's the yeah, latest. That, that, was the, that was the latest we went. Did anyone have breakfast popcorn this year? I didn't have popcorn once. Oh shit! Neither did neither did I. Did they? I didn't have did they bring back yeah. at the at the at the um, at the Scotiabank? Did they bring back the morning popcorn special? I think it was. There. I saw no, it. Was, it was yeah. All right, cool, cool. And the apples were there. The bananas were there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Your morning like it's like a a small and a small and a and an apple for like ten bucks or something. Something yeah. like that. The critic yeah, special. Like that. And then they had like the the Cambros of coffee and water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just water everywhere, and yeah. and Tony like secured me so I could sneak some uh, some Coke into my water bottle. Amazing! Oh man, we did we did machine. some we did some real <laughs> like black ops for that one. Yeah. Like Tony, gangster. Uh, yeah. yeah, like I was just I was doing it, and Tony was just standing behind me with his arms crossed, <laughs> like back around. back to back, just head on a swivel, just yeah, looking. Don't looking. look suspicious at all. Nah, not at all. I was like, Yo, Dave, here your windows right now. Go 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 go. I'm sure they looked over at you and went, oh, Fuck, whatever. I don't care. No, yeah. they don't give a but, shit. But I did it once, which I was proud of, and um, the escalator as far as i know didn't break oh good <laughs> yeah we never we never had a run, a whole, run a up or down the stairs having to walk yeah. up or down that's is magical pretty great that was magical yeah and i went to a and w four times hey <laughs> at least a and w was happy for, for your sure. business i'm sure it was and i mean hey we recorded our first ever live on location episode in that a and w so yeah this is true it's this now true. it's no hallowed ground Shout out to the uh, the John Street uh, A&W. Yeah. yeah. Also, sh- shout out to the Holiday Inn Breakfast Special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That helped. That was, Holiday that Inn was, Breakfast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You had the hotel there one day. We got yeah. uh, we got free breakfast. Nice. Uh, uh, the Sunday and Monday. Continental and was, or full? or It was full, man. It had hey. like eggs, bacon. Uh, you got cereal, fruit. Real questions. Buffet or sit down? Sit down buffet. Oh, sit down buffet. Okay. okay. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't eat there. We took it with. Us. I I actually ate there once. Oh, okay. I, I just yeah. took it with me, and I also, I'm glad that theaters are dark, so people couldn't see me just shoveling Wolfing. scrambled eggs. In scrambled mouth. eggs in your yeah. mouth. Yeah, yeah. Did they Pop have a station in my mouth? Yeah. No, no omelet station. It was scra- it was scrambled Throw eggs in uh in the thing. Yeah, of course it was scrambled eggs. French yeah. toast. The French toast day was pretty good because the next day was pancakes. And I, Ooh. it it doesn't like just eating. It's not a, eating a yeah. pancake is not the same yeah. as eating French toast. No, no, for sure. No, it was a little dry. It was pancake, a little dry. I mean, a pancake is a vehicle for syrup. At the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was gonna be too messy. Yeah, like what were, yeah. What were you gonna in, in the box styrofoam box? You're trying to like, oh, your fingers dip are it, you're like you're like yeah. you're like fucking rolling that pancake up yeah. and just like dipping away <laughs> a little pancake burrito. <laughs> <laughs> like it was bad. It was bad enough that I was grabbing scrambled eggs by the handful. Oh, okay, like a Great. fucking heathen. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I it was it. it was delicious and it came in clutch. Yeah, it for definitely sure, it came in clutch. Yeah, and uh, we finally got. The Blaze Pizza across from Scotiabank is never open. It's never we open. It. You know what, James? It was open in the middle of the afternoon, and Fuck. we had a block of time, and we went. Yeah, God, was it? And it was, was it worth the wait? Delicious. Yes, it was yes. lovely. I've had Blaze Pizza once or twice, I think, and once at that location on a random day that it was open, but. I'm so happy you finally got in there because like yeah. that place is never open. It's never. No, open. I don't understand what their hours are. Is it just like whenever they feel like it? 
I think it might be open until like eight or nine type thing. Oh, but I I don't yeah. know when it opens during the day, like at like two thirty. Like yeah. who know who knows? It was bumping when we went in there, and like we had to get them to clean the table for us, which. Mm. Thank you to that to that gentleman who was annoyed with me asking, but like I asked him for a cloth and would have done it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Dave went up to the guy and said, can I just wipe it? And he got all offended. I think that's why he was offended because <laughs> you, you were going to do his job for him. It. Yeah. I wasn't being just... a jerk. I just didn't want him. He was busy. Obviously, they're busy enough that they're not cleaning the fucking tables. I'll clean the damn table. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. Can I also just say a pizza place that closes at eight or nine has no business being a pizza place. This is true. true. There's a place near true. me that is like Monday to Thursday. I think they close at eight. And on Fridays, they close Fridays and Saturdays. They close at nine. I'm like, do you not understand how much business you're just like leaving on the table? Like. I. Pizza, pizza I sometimes want popular. pizza for dinner, but like, man, I usually want pizza after eight o'clock in the evening. <laughs> like, pizza, pizza is the most popular pizza in Canada for a reason. It's because yeah, they're open they're fucking the only, late. They're the only one that stays open. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Shout out to Pizza Pizza. <laughs> wow, I love that you guys didn't even agree. You guys, you just no. Like, nah. I'm I'm just gonna let you have that one and leave it out there, but. I don't. I I I love pizza pizza. Do you really like? It's silent. It's a silent love, and it's only one pizza that we get, and it's the four cheese, extra cheese, no meat, no nothing, just literally sauce and cheese, and that's it. And it has to be like right out of the oven, so it like burns, so like the cheese like just wrecks the roof of your mouth. Yeah, Tony. The only way to eat pizza pizza is immediately after it's out of the oven, or immediately after it's been heated up once. You shove it directly into your face. Yeah, like directly. directly. Like you can't wait longer. It has like a ten minute window. Yeah, and it like and it like stale as it's going into your mouth. Yeah, like it's just already as soon as as soon as the air gets onto it. Yeah, Yeah. like there's a reason they have God knows how many dips. Yeah, there's a reason you have to it, much like pancakes are a vehicle for syrup. Pizza, pizza <laughs> slices are a vehicle for dip. Yeah, this is true. This, this is, true. is true. Fuck. Yeah. So we got way uh, off topic there. Did we? Did we really? We were Not talking really. about all the food we ate. Exactly. We're on true, topic. True. We're just we yeah, also just have very oh, strong yeah. opinions about pizza. Yeah. Shout out to that cheeseburger that we had that that uh, I think it was Saturday that we had that. Burger, burgers and fries forever. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that place is dope. Yeah. That, place that place is, is real great. dope. We had that, that once too, I think, Dave. Yeah, we after, had it once uh, too after Lightbox something or other. The fuck, we were one of our for. random screenings that Tony couldn't be bothered yes. to go to. Correct. Yeah, Tony doesn't yeah. make these drives unless they're just, for a good just, reason anymore. Exactly, man. You gotta it. make it worth it. You gotta make it worth it. Also, Shane David Cronenberg was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Let's except for that, except for that Q and A, because that was bunk junk. The fact that like they came and introduced the film in our our screening, which was the original screening, was the original ticket buying window, and then they had the interview in the other fucking cinema. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't fuck you. That. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that. Um, is that what you guys are getting mad at me about the fucking Crimes of the Future premiere that was on my wife's birthday? Give me a break, hey man. <laughs> David Cronenberg doesn't wait you, for anybody. You could have brought her. It could have been her birthday present. You guys are a um, bunch of jerks. I will also like to shout out for food. Uh, big shout outs to actually getting a Pizza Nova slice on Festival Street. Oh yeah, because that oh, thing is always fucking fuck. sold out, and we nailed one, and it was glorious. 
yeah and it was an actual it was one that that didn't have god knows what toppings yeah. on yeah, it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. because every time i went vegetarian by monstrosity that they put out every time i went by afterwards i was like who wants just because it's free doesn't mean you want to eat it. yeah exactly <laughs> don't give me your junk reject pizzas oh man man we got strong opinions <laughs> we got strong opinions about pizza but for this tiff apparently episode, we should just have a pizza-related episode. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start a spinoff show where we just eat pizza and rate it. Um, I'm good with that. I'm down. There's actually a pizza competition show on Disney Plus now. That's amazing. That I need to watch. Nice, nice. You'll have to review that one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, add it into the mix. That's a review. Yeah. We'll count it. <laughs> so, if you remember last time, uh, we spoke right after we saw the Weird Al film. So that would have been. Tony and I would have been five deep at that point. Correct. And James was that one. And one then he deep. was going he was going to see Taylor Swift. Yes. <clears throat> and Tony and I. So if you want the minor recap, Dave Watch. I or I don't know why I'm talking in the third third person. Because <laughs> you are the third watched. person. Yeah. <laughs> I watch I started up with Holy Spider. And then, yeah. and Tony started up with Triangle of Sadness. Right. And then we both met up and we watched Broker and Living. And was then this the day next one? one. This was day, day, day one. one. Day yep. one. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day we watched um, Project Wolf Hunting. Yes. Which is still, I I think I still have blood behind my ears from that one. Oh, yeah. Um. Apparently the Midnight Madness screening was bananas and there was I a bet. fight. And apparently everybody, all everybody, all the the fans of the Korean actors were going ballistic. Um, Amazing. And then and then we saw the Weird Al film, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Yes. And you were there, James. Sure was. And that is where we. Uh, That's where we, we left, left off. off. Correct. Where we left off. Yes. Correct. So I guess we can just keep going chronologically. That seems to make the most sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll share any tidbits and anecdotes as we go along the way so yeah after after weird after grabbing a quick slice on festival street and recording our live little episode in the a and w uh what was next for you two i dropped you off at the scotia bank and you were seeing a man of reason is that what it's called tony that is the one a man of yes. reason a man of reason so it's a korean film and it's directed yeah, by which, of course it's <laughs> obviously directed. we got to keep our korea korea gotta keep going up. on the korean street yeah, yeah. It, it's directed by john woo sun it's yep. his directorial debut cool and um it's just i wasn't a big fan of it and okay. it was kind of like a crime drama and they kept playing somebody i used to know by goche yeah which that was the recurring motif which <laughs> that I, song I, okay. was the recurring it was like motif. the reoccurring like sim like literally like every other scene just had this song playing and it was like supposed to show like a, like a sim, it was like symbolism motif kind of thing. That was the motif was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? It was uh, no idea. And it was in English. It wasn't in another language. Like they were actually playing like the song. Oh, and oh it was the song so was in of, English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was so out of place. And like, oh. you like, it just didn't fit with anything. Yeah. That was going, okay. Yeah. Me, me and Dave weren't fans of it. It actually reminded me of another Korean film that we saw at uh, Fantasia, the killer. Yeah. It did feel very much like the killer. Yeah. Because someone gets, gets kidnapped. He has to go, um, go and find them, get them back kind of thing. But like, doesn't it start with like him killing everybody? 
Yeah, and then he goes to oh. he basically like kill he basically kills his boss. Yeah, he kills his he boss. He goes he to, wants he want he wants out. He wants out of this uh, right. this gang, and he right, wants to live right. the straight life. So he basically kills his whole gang, kills the boss, goes to prison, goes and to then prison. and then assumes that he's going to get off scot free, and because he's killed everybody, he can just go back to the simple life. But and unfortunately, get, that doesn't happen. And then mm-hmm. he's in a car out in the desert, and just oh yeah, I I wasn't a fan of it at. All it was just it was the same it was just it was the same thing that we've always seen uh your standard like taken story yeah Uh, so action action scenes were good uh car chases where there were some pretty fucking gnarly uh car crashes uh some pretty gnarly death scenes uh but outside of the action which is like your stand what you would come to expect from a South Korean action movie uh outside of that there was no real point of seeing that. All right, so just nothing yeah. new, nothing, 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 nothing new. They didn't exciting. bring the, they didn't bring anything new. It to wasn't, the table. They didn't it wasn't give terrible. You... It just, it just yeah. didn't, it didn't like the world on fire. So it just exactly, ended up being kind exactly. of just like why you had, you had some moments that you could enjoy, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for the for the most part, it was, it was, it was pretty disappointing because mm-hmm. we were, we were kind of hoping for, uh, yeah, hoping for something better, for something good, for yeah, something, yeah. Good. for something, yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after we watched that, we kind of we well for lack of a better word we fucked around for a little bit sure. and uh we tried to see the taylor swift line which was insane and we saw everybody waiting for taylor and mm-hmm. it was bonkers mm-hmm. and then we'll get you you can tell your part we'll just tell the smaller you, part yeah was, you, you you tell your little bit before you go yeah. to yeah yeah okay yeah and then we saw that that seemed insane mm-hmm. and i'm glad we didn't have to go through that and uh I guess Tony's taking his shirt off. It's about nice. time he takes his shirt off. It's getting nice. a little, it's getting a little hot up in here in the, in the in the finger gun in the studio. studio in the studio. <laughs> and uh, after that, we uh, we had the opportunity to go to the uh, the red carpet for Butcher's Crossing. Nice, starring Nicolas Cage. Yes, and uh, we got to sit in the RBC Avion booth. Cool. Shout out to RBC. Yeah, hosting us. For hosting us, and we had to sit at the top because there's two different sections. There's right. like there's seats at the front where you can like sit and you're close at the you at the red yeah, carpet at the, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah, red carpet the red level carpet. where you can yep. get the selfies, yep. and then there's kind of like a platform. stand up top, a yeah. platform, and like there's great views and stuff. Like it looks amazing yeah. up there. Like you get you don't have anyone in front of you really, sure. but you're not at selfie level. Exactly. So, so like, what do you need to get? You can have a few photos. You're in a good spot to get some good photos, but you got to zoom in to get them, and you can't really interact with the stars at all. You're just kind of up there shouting obscenities. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I spoke to one of the uh, the reps and uh, reps workers representatives reps reps, reps. they were sure. they were representative yeah. representative. Yes, they were. Quite, she was quite lovely and. Uh, we got the mad hookup and we got down. Nice. We managed to get downstairs and nice. then we weaseled the our way downstairs. Nice. We weaseled our way downstairs. There were two wonderful Eastern European people who were talking to us about film. And I was just laser sighted on getting down there. Of course. And uh, we just kind of left. Nice. And, and they kind of called, they kind of called them out too. Right. Because like he had, you could tell when he was talking to these guys that he had one eye on them, but one eye on the fucking do on I, the doorway yeah, do I, where the girl I, was going to come. Yeah. And sure enough, when the girl came, like they literally laser focused, yeah, like yeah, yeah. mid conversation, maybe it just stops and he's like, Tony, let's go. Yep. And yeah. she didn't even come up the stairs. She nah, was, she just, she, she just she nodded halfway at me. up the stairs yeah. and nodded at me. 
Amazing. And then we were in the second row um, behind the selfie state, the selfie area. Yeah. But there was a spot, like a wee a little, little spot. Yeah, yeah. And so I made my way up there. Nice. And I went on an angle. And then Tony made his way up there. Nice. We made friends with a lovely hey. uh, two, uh, an older friend. Uh, older 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 people yeah yeah um they were standing there we made some nice friends with them they were able to scooch scooch over just like a smidge over amazing and i was able to come up and uh, have a good time yeah they appreciated that we weren't pushing them out of the way that we no, were just kind of like yeah, yeah. this is our yeah. you, we ha- you have your section we're just going to take up this little section that nobody's standing in yeah and we saw some people to, and then they they kept getting they kept sitting down um, yeah. periodically because they didn't want to keep standing and some people took their spot and me and dave were sure to be like you weren't there please move right yeah. and then uh yeah yeah it's good times that's what you do when you're in the line you look yeah, after each other of course right you of don't course. screw everybody over everybody gets to kiss it's a, a family it's, it's a, a it's family a family. it's a community it's a community yeah. it's a community you're all there for one goal to get <laughs> yeah. a picture of a celebrity and you don't have to be a dick about it because you know, I hate those fucking people when you're there and you're like, you're getting elbowed because they're putting their like six foot fucking cutout of Will Smith yeah. in your fucking face. Just or those, so or, or buddy the fucking, can sign uh, it. The, the autograph hounds are coming with the binder of shit and they're just like yeah, flipping exactly, and literally. Fuck and those it, or guys. Or a clipboard and just like yeah. it's just like a random, the most random photo you yeah. can even think of where yeah. you're just like. And they're literally just coming in and out. Like if yeah. the celebrity goes down, they're out and then they're back into the fucking line. They're like zigzagging yeah. and shit. Just yeah. wreaking fucking havoc, man. Yeah. Like I respect the hustle, but it's it, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, and I'm glad dumb. that that Tiff has done what they've done to kind of make it more fan friendly. Yeah. I would, like the worst spot for it will always seem to be the Ryerson anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Ryerson, the Ryerson was a cesspool, especially at that fucking stage yeah. door at midnight, man. Yeah. And then they they basically like blocked off the one section at the Ryerson anyway. Yeah. 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 Oh man. But yeah, it um and then we saw Mr. Cage. Excellent. He waved at us. Excellent. And then he didn't bother stopping. Oh which that's unfortunate. Uh, eh. Really chaps really chaps my ass. But like, yeah. you know, like after all the work respe- you I respect put in. The man. After all the work it's you not, put in. It's yeah. not a, it's not a Ryan Gosling situation. Sure. So. We only awesome. we only waited two hours for this. It wasn't like a yeah, six yeah, hour yeah. fiesta yeah. for and got uh, Mr. Gosling. Yeah. And we got yeah. nothing and other people yeah. got it. He like nobody really got it from yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And then we saw Delroy Lindo. Cool. I don't know why he was there because I don't think he had any involvement in the film. He might he might have had a producing. Maybe he was one of the producers. Maybe he was right. married to one of the producers. Maybe. That makes more sense. Right. And Julia Stiles was there. Cool. Julia I'm Stiles just... was fucking taking pictures and autographs. I'm like, she's like, this isn't even my movie. <laughs> hey whatever take what you can get yeah exactly who else was there uh buddy from uh sound of metal was there yes paul racy from sound of metal was there uh fred heck heckinger i think that's what his name is sure that was the kid right the kid yeah yeah he's in he's in all the fear street movies and he's oh yes okay and woman in the window yeah yeah everybody went ballistic for him very cool that's who he went. That's who they went ballistic for. We were all like trying to figure out who the hell yeah. is this kid. We don't know who the hell is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Rachel Keller was also there. Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently. For, for all of the 20 minutes that she was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say she she's not less really than in, that. She's not really in the film, so I don't know why she, <laughs> she showed up. She had a lot of spare time. Good on her. Good on her. But uh, yeah, it was it was a pleasant experience and it was an enjoyable little yeah. evening soiree. Yeah. 
Yes. And we and we got free uh pure light, pure leaf. Hey. Yeah, Fuck, we did. Man, I love the free the, pure life. Right. Yo, what the fuck? They didn't have any pure leaf on Festival Street. And that no, was pretty hurt. I was pretty hurt about that because like yeah. every tiff, we always hit the freaking pure mm-hmm. leaf station like five or six that times. And the bubbly, man. Yeah, man. Bubbly was fucking not there either. That yeah. was clutch in 2019. Gypped on Espresso was there though, Tony. That's espresso. true. We never got an espresso. We never wanted to stay in line. Well, that was we just yeah, the line was always fucking yeah. bad shit. We stood in line for fucking wine and gin. Yeah, that's true. You. We did do that. You got the gin. That was worth it. Yeah, we, we got, got the gin. gin. We got the gin on the Sunday. It was okay, fantastic. We'll get to that. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. <laughs> One day at a time. One day at a time. Worth it. But yeah, it was a it was a pleasant evening. Yeah. And um yeah, I'm it's glad. not like the Ryan. It's not the Ryan Gosling sure. incident that Tony yeah. won't ever forgive me for. Yeah. Buddy, no, yeah. not not happening. Not in your life. Yeah, and I'm glad because I almost got into that situation with fucking Harry Styles, and I had enough sense to be like, you know what? Nope, we're not doing it. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe you were going to try Harry Styles. Jesus, don't if say. it was, buddy, if it was, if it was fucking Roy Thompson Hall, and we could get into the RBC, like I would have done it. I would have done it for my dear friend, even though she's still in fucking jail for that stupid gray man suggestion. I would have done it for her. But like it's Princess of Wales and like Princess of Wales is where we ran into the fucking trouble of Ryan Gosling. No, 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 not not happening. Not on your life. I don't care who you are. I'm not fucking doing it ever again. I get it. I get it. What if it's the gold man or Keanu? Well, we've been Nick Cage or Nick Cage, buddy, buddy. How many times are we going to see fucking Nick Cage at Tip? I feel like every we only go single to, time, not enough. Seriously, every seriously. single time. God damn not it, an, not enough, not well, enough. <laughs> well, look, I'm I'm very happy that you both had a very pleasant evening trying to get a photo with Mister Mister Cage. My experience was not pleasant. Yes, I at avoided. All. I have waited weeks to hear yeah, this. Please, I've, I've please regale us. For, for all of you at home, I've purposefully withheld as much information as I can from Dave and Tony. They've asked, they wanted to know, and I have withheld as much as I possibly can because I wanted to tell it here first and get their actual first reactions to what I went through trying to get into Taylor Swift. So I dropped you off at the Scotiabank for your korean film and i had time to kill we on the way out just for everyone like we asked to try to figure out a little insider information of just like hey like when are you anticipating putting this line together for taylor swift at the light box because i didn't want to be late but i also like didn't want to just like sit in the light box all day like i eh, i wanted to do something so anyway i wandered around the city for a little bit after i dropped you off just because I didn't have anything to do. I kind of walked up and down Festival Street for a bit. The lines for things were a little bit too long. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go for the gin thing. But I was like, I have like an hour and a bit and I don't want to risk it of getting to the front. And then like I got a bail and I just spent all this time standing in line when all I'm going to do today is stand in line. Um, So I ended up just like sitting down on a park bench near uh, the Nespresso car installation thing. And, uh, yeah, I made friends with someone who sat down beside me. We had a nice conversation about his crazy ass Friday nights that he goes and gets blitzed and smokes a whole bunch of weed. And, and he, was, he seemed like a really interesting guy. His mother must be proud of him. I, I, I doubt his mother's still alive. 
he was in a, he so was a, no there. he was just an older gentleman i think he was in his like 40s or so but i don't know maybe she is but i don't know he didn't seem concerned but he seemed to have a very uh interesting Interesting. Why didn't you, why didn't you go to the Kim Crawford wine and then go upstairs and do the the TikTok I didn't want to dance. do it alone. I wanted a friend. Um, sorry. I want to be it's fine. I had a nice time sitting and I was like, you know what? I get to sit and I'm not going to be able to sit for a while. So I might as well just rest. Okay. And I just like zoned out for a bit. I was scrolling through Instagram and just kind of like threw on some music and just kind of sat there. And then I'm like, okay, it was like 4:25. Said bye was to it my Taylor friend. Swift. Was it Taylor Swift music? Naturally. Okay. What else would I be listening to? I have to prepare. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, so 425, I said bye to my newfound friend and said, I got to go stand in line. Um, I got back to the light box at like 430 and I walked up to the front and I, because it was getting insane. And then by about 430, a crowd had started forming outside of the light box. The rush line was still there and a crowd had started forming in front of the light box. And there was also a crowd off to the side, like in front of the restaurant. And I was like, I don't understand. So I walked up to one of the volunteers and I was like, and she had like the the headset, the clipboard, the whole deal. So I was like, okay, you probably have a little bit more of an idea of what's going on. I'm like, so I have, I have, I have a ticket for Taylor Swift. What is there a line? What do I do? And she's like, oh, well, we don't have the, like the official line hasn't started, but these folks here, the folks in front of the restaurant have started lining up already. So it's kind of like the unofficial line, but we'll bring you in at five when we open up the official line. And I was like, okay, fine. There's already a line, whatever. Let's, let's, let's go. Um, I was maybe 60, 65 people back in this line. Oh, wow. It's pretty good. I felt pretty good about that. Um, so I was saying more people than I thought. Jesus. Yeah. And this was four 30 for something that starts at seven. Wow. There's already at least 65 people in front of me. So Jesus. um I had a I had a few people come up to me and they're like, is this the line for Taylor Swift? I was like, well, if you're a ticket holder and yes, but it's the unofficial line. There is no official line inside yet. They haven't started it. It starts at five. So it was very much like the information booth at the end of the line. Nice. Um and then I met uh I met my good Thank friend. Thank you for your service. Of course. It's um, because of you that things like this happen. I, you know, someone's so got to, again, we were just speaking about it. We're a community. We're all trying to get to the same spot. What's, who's, why are you holding back information? Just share it. Just share it. We're all Sharing going to the same caring. spot. Sharing is caring. I will get to why that's important in a little bit. But anyway. <laughs> You're going to Tarantino it? <laughs> uh, no, more like a check offing it. Just, just oh, remember okay. that I was really nice to people online. Okay. Um, check offs. So, generosity check off generosity in life. <laughs> um so anyway i was i was standing there and uh my good friend uh from that i've known since uh from work uh shaw he's also a critic and he was doing tiff for the first time this year and he finished a screening and had some time in between so he came out and hung out with me in line got to catch up with him for a bit and uh i felt a little bad because he came out at about let's say 10 to 5 and all of a sudden at 5 things got very chaotic for the unofficial line and it started moving all of a sudden and then stopping and moving and stopping. And I was just like, ah, uh, I gotta go. Bye. And just like <laughs> follow the crowd. And he was like, Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry. Like I apologized to him afterwards. I'm like, I didn't know what was happening and it was insane. So sorry, but I, I had to follow it anyway. It's Tiff. There's no apologies. <sighs> so they, they attempted tiff attempted to bring people in in groups from the unofficial line i guess to prevent chaos inside 
Um, they had started the line for this thing in the lower level in the lobby by the ticket counter. Um, so when I got up to the front, it was stop sort of thing and move back a bit and we'll get you in. And then people just started like going for it anyway. So I was like, fuck this. And just like followed the rest of the people. You bum rushed it. Fucking A. I wasn't going to get stuck back there in the fucking line. I was 65 people from the front. I'm not losing my spot. I had to save four goddamn seats. (laughs) So I get it. I needed I needed to get in there anyway. So I got in there and as I'm getting up to the entrance to the queue in the lower level lobby. So this is now queue two that I'm going into. Let's keep track of the amount of queues I'm in. Um, as I'm getting there, they're like, oh, please have your bags open for bag check. And at this moment, I realized, holy shit, I have professional audio recording equipment in my bag. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, fuck. so I, I was forgot like, about that. Holy shit. That. Holy shit. Uh, holy shit. So I started. I also because I'm smart and because my wife is smart and she said you should probably bring some sweaters. I brought four sweaters with me. So while walking up because it was taking a bit for everyone to check the bag and check the bag and check the bag. While we kept moving forward, I was basically like pulling sweaters up and pushing my audio equipment down so that it was all sweaters when they looked in the bag and no audio equipment. I did the best I could. There was definitely like cords and wires hanging out, but I got up to the front and I opened my bag and all they saw was sweaters and they went, okay. And I was like, okay, I definitely could have had weapons in here and you did nothing about it. The uh, the bag checks were very questionable. Very questionable. Some were more invasive than others. I though. will get back yeah. to that in another moment. But anyway, right. so now remind, I've gone through one queue unofficially, one queue officially now that I'm in line, and one bag check. Um, and from here on out, I am in a corral and I cannot leave it. I am, because of the weird things that happen with the line, instead of being 65 people back, I estimated it was probably 100 people back mm. because of people, you know, doing sneaky Shenanigans. shit. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, fine. But now I had my spot in line. The TIFF representative came around and checked literally everybody's ticket that was in that line immediately. Like, and you had to leave if you did not have a ticket. Did Um, people leave? A couple. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because they were like hanging out with their friends and they're like, no, out. Like, so it was a little, and I know we were trying to hook up and maybe connect for a little bit because you guys had a little bit of time and I'm just like, it's fucking chaotic. There was no way I was going to even be able to talk to you without them being like who the fuck are you get the fuck out of this line sort of thing um so we were all like again you know sharing information as we know it. they're like is this the official line for like are we in the right spot what is happening what is it like we're like we know as much as you you got a ticket you're in the right spot like this is how far back you are um stood there for a while until about 6 30 and then they started so i got in there at five so about an hour and a half of standing in that line um then they started bringing us up in groups to what will then be queue number three Three. um so they brought us up like they brought people up on stages so the first like i don't know 75 ish people walked through and i ended up close to the front of the next queue and they whatever i could see them going around the corner so in this moment i have set myself up i have sweaters over my arm ready to go i got three of them set they are locked i'm holding on to them i have my ticket in my left hand as well because i don't want to lose it and i need it on me because they keep checking tickets 
So I was like, all right, I don't want to have to dig and fish this out of my backpack. It's ready to go. There's one sweater left and it's like hiding all of the, <laughs> the professional audio shit and I'm ready to go. So we why start- did they think you would not have the ticket at this point? You already got rid of the riffraff. Why would you think that you suddenly didn't have a ticket? Well, because, OK, so remember, like if you think about the light box and the way that it's set up, right, the, the lower lobby is there, but you have to mingle with the public as you go up. There's no there's no way to to stop people from cutting in the line at this point. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, in this queue, for those, sure. Those, di- those dickheads with the badges being like, I have a badge. And they yeah. literally just think they own the place. Yeah. So that's what you do when you have a badge tone. hundred percent. You just you confidence. You just walk in. Um, so I knew that we we're going to have to check again when we got upstairs, because there's no way to prevent people coming in and out of this queue because the light box is insane. Anyway, so we go up the escalator. We start down the sort of roped off path on the ramp that leads up to the theaters. And as we're doing that, two security guards start coming down and doing bag checks. The line is moving at a walking pace. And now they are like, bag check, bag check. So I'm like, I have three fucking sweaters over my arm, my ticket, and my bag is on my back that I now have to get my bag off, open it up for them to to see. So what I did, or at least what my subconscious did, was it moved my ticket to my pocket, which was the smart thing to do so that I do not lose it. I got my bag off. I had my sweaters in the uh, crutched into my arm. I opened my bag. As I'm like crab walking up this ramp and they like briefly look inside it and she does like two pats and says, you're good. So I'm like, the fuck? Why did I just do this? I got my bag checked downstairs. Anyway, my subconscious moved that ticket. I didn't. Um, I could not find my ticket when I got to the top of that ramp and they were looking for my ticket. So now I'm panicking that somehow in the chaos of trying to like do this last bag check, I dropped my ticket. I don't see it anywhere on the floor. I'm pulling the sweaters apart. I'm looking in every single pocket that I have. I'm off to the side. I'm freaking the fuck out. And the TIFF guy's like, what is going on? He's like, I I can't find my ticket. I had my ticket and now it's missing. And he's like, uh, okay. I'm just going to take a step back and let you finish your, your little public freak out. Um, Finish your little very, very I'm like searching everything that I can find. And then I realized I got stuck to my phone inside my pocket. And I breathed a huge sigh of relief when I pulled it out. And I was like, holy shit, I found it. But now, of course, because I was pulled outside of the line to try to find this ticket, a whole bunch of people have gone in front of me. Homie, don't let that play. So I weaseled my way underneath the uh, rope and I just like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And I remembered because I was helping people and talking to people online who I was standing in front of and behind. So I found the girl that I was standing in front of and this Asian dude that was behind her. And I was like, perfect, found it. And I planted myself in front of there and I'm like, holy shit, I found my ticket. She's like, I saw you go down and you were searching. Like, I didn't know what, are you okay? Like what, what happened? I'm like, I explained the whole story to her. She's like, holy shit, man. I would be losing my mind. I'm like, yeah, do you th- I'm sweating. Like, <laughs> do you see? She's like, it's all good. You're here. You're good. You made it. She's like, you big Taylor Swift fan. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, but also like my, my wife and, and my two sisters-in-law are coming as well. Like, that's why I have all these fucking sweaters. And she's like, oh, okay. So like you're, you're the seat holder. I'm like, yeah. To get into the other side of this, the entire time that I've been lining up, I've been messaging with my wife, who was coming down with your two wives. And the consensus as we got closer and closer to seven o'clock was they were not going to make it. But there was hope 
There was always hope, a glimmer of hope. Rebellions yeah. are built on hope. We had hope. We had hope. We were praying. Why, my God? We were hoping, like, wishing, praying to, the t- praying to those tiff gods. Just come that on. They like, would this, make was, it. this was the hardest fucking ticket I've ever worked to get. And I've never worked this hard to get seats in my life. And I really wanted them to show up. So I was like still hopeful. Anyway, again, it was like 100 people back from the front. Um, they let a whole bunch of people in and there was chaos and commotion in line. But I started looking at the demographics of people around me at that time. And there was definitely some people my age who were Swifties. Most people actually were probably around my age. But there was definitely a cohort of much younger fans. Much younger fans. Mm. One of whom had a bouquet of flowers. And I'm like, that... you Really? Okay, sure, whatever. That's let's, what they do, man. Let's uh, Let's roll with it. But like, also just remember what I said about demographics. So... We get inside the theater. I hold four seats immediately. Got them. No problem. We were like halfway up cinema one, which is pretty good seats. Perfect viewing. I was towards the center even because they made me. I tried to sit on the aisle just to make it easier for for them as they came in. They could just go what did it and like not interrupt people. But they were like, no, you got to move. Okay, fine. That's fine. I was still able to hold my seats. They never complained about me holding the seats. Seven. So I didn't get in the theater till seven. This thing was supposed mm-hmm. to start at seven. Um, we just started filing in at seven and it was like chaotic in there. Um, they had the first two rows blocked off for VIPs or whatever. And then I was somewhere back in the middle and I had four seats and I just kind of sat there just watching people try to figure out where they were going to sit. And they were getting more and more upset that they had to sit further and further back. And I'm like, still going to be in the same. Like, it's not it's not the end of the world. You're in, you made it, you're here, like, you're good. Um, and they couldn't sit in the front two anyway. What exactly. the fuck's the point? That, that, exactly. That's basically, you can't sit up there. All right. Right. So, as I got, like, I think it was like 7.15, and I was just like, Emily, I did, uh, like, are, where are you guys? And like, we're still stuck on Lakeshore. I'm like, well, that's it. I, I don't want to be a dick and hold four seats, and then no one sits there. Like, I'm just going to move them. Um, and then a few people moved in and a few other people moved closer and like, whatever, everyone just seemed to be a little bit happier that some seats opened up, uh, until they decided to reduce the amount of reserved seats in the front two rows. And then pandemonium ensued as everyone bum rushed the front two rows. (laughs) Literally, they were like taking off the things and these teenagers were running to the front to try to get one of those two front row seats. And I was just like this is a lot what is happening like just chill everybody chill it's okay um anyway so then everyone played musical seats for a bit and then the show started and it was in 35 millimeter and she shot this in on film 35 millimeter in a i don't know the aspect ratio but kind of like a four by by three three. basically three yeah Yeah. uh so we're talking about her short film right her short film yes Okay. Um, so shot it in four by three, and of course, in typical good old TIFF fashion, they blocked it perfectly. Brought the screen in, beautifully presented. Fucking chef's kiss, chef's Bravo. kiss, chef's Bravo. kiss. Perfect masking. Yes. I love it. It's I brilliant. love it. No, I, no, no notes. notes. No notes. And uh, Cameron, before, you should be taking notes in the flex. Yes, one hundred percent. Cameron, before the show started. Uh, did also oh, you're on a you're on a first name basis with Mr. Bailey, Mr. 100%. Bailey and friend James. of the podcast, Cameron Bailey. Um, 
before the show started he was like and like because he knew the demographics were a lot younger he was like i really hope that this you know is like a good first introduction to like what we do here at tiff and like i want to inspire new generations of film lovers and makers and all of that it was very nice and inspiring taylor swift did a little intro sadie sink was there as well nice um which was very cool she didn't really say anything she literally just stood in taylor's shadow and just was like hey what up um and then she sat. She knew nobody came for her (laughs) correct she also sat in the front row with like she was literally like here there was like one person sitting beside her and then it was like a regular fan (laughs) so it was like wow that's ballsy but okay cool uh no one bothered her they probably don't they probably don't even know who she is no i guess no big uh, stranger things fans let's let's be real i don't think the swifty yeah that that demo of swifty doesn't doesn't cross over yeah so anyway so the 35 millimeter print started which looked very very good and immediately i noticed every single young teen swifty busted out their phone and literally recorded the entire 35 millimeters and it's like but why it's the same thing you watched it on youtube it's the same fucking all that is is they scanned the film negative and there it goes like they shot it on film it's not like they shot it digitally and on film it was all on film so you're not it doesn't look any different (laughs) it's this is a pristine 35 millimeter print it looks perfect like why are we sitting here recording the entire fucking whatever it was a short that i've seen already i didn't care um i'd still be annoyed though it's a lot of screens um yeah after that she came on she did a 40 minute 45 minute q a nice with uh with cameron asking all the questions there was no fan questions allowed he doesn't fuck around anymore. He does not. He did take. They did take some fan questions from Twitter, like beforehand. They collected. Oh, a few. okay. That's so. That's and so they TikTok. could weed it out. Yes, they yeah, could, weed they could it pick out the which, good ones, which they should be doing the whole time. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. We've we've had some interesting uh, audience fan questions. Yeah, um, I didn't realize how much of a film head that Taylor Swift is. Um, she's a huge, huge film nerd. That's the fa- like. I want to find her letterboxed. Because I'm sure she yeah. has one because she's like a weird 70s film lover, too. She's like she was referencing like, oh, yeah, I'm really big into like Kramer versus Kramer and like Harold and Maude. And like she's just name dropping all of these like really solid 70s films. She's like, I was obsessed with them. And that's what like inspired these shots. And like everything, every album that she's done has been based on an obsession with a song or a movie that she was watching at the time. Um she's a huge wolf of wall street fan <laughs> like it's one of it her favorite out. movies of all time which is hilarious to me but anyway so like i learned a few things and it was it was interesting getting to know her her creative process a little bit and like what she goes through um and then right at the end um the whole conversation's on youtube you guys can all watch it it's 45 minutes long it's pretty nuts um but i mean you learn a lot so but right towards the end, Cameron was like, oh, I think uh, and I think that's about all the time we have. And his handler over on the side was like, oh, no, no, no. You got like you got like five, ten more minutes. And in that time. That girl that I mentioned in line that had a bouquet of flowers found a way to get to the front. She was not sitting in the front. She found a way to the front where there was a two giant tiff fucking film cameras that were filming the entire conversation. Security all down the sides and at the front. And she somehow managed to get all the way to the front row, run across the front row to exactly in front of Taylor Swift and huck these flowers at her. And I've never seen so many security guards come out of literally thin air. (laughs) And Taylor was like, oh, guys, no, no, no. It's just flowers. Don't worry. But like 
it was for a moment there was like a you could hear a pin drop in there of just like the the fuck just did someone just throw a bomb at taylor swift like what just the fuck happened and then like that girl who just snuck around all those security guards and threw something at taylor was just allowed to return to her seat and sit there <laughs> like nothing happened and i was like what is going on that is hilarious. So they didn't like body check her or like fucking no. like tackle her? No, they I was so assuming she got like, to her like feet, she threw the gotten... flowers, and then uh, almost immediately, like there was a security guard right beside her. And then she just like slinked away. And like mm. nothing happened. And it was like, what the fuck? There could have been anthrax in those flowers, just FYI. Could have been anything, but like could have been anything. The fact that she was able to even get that close first before something happened. What the fuck? Like what she was clearly what are you on doing? the she was clearly looking at her watch and on the move. She was yeah, uh, like she was ready to go. Mission, yeah. Yeah. So she she made it and she tossed flowers at Taylor Swift, who didn't even touch the flowers. <laughs> of course she didn't. She didn't Security like you, Tony, picked him up and took him in the back, yeah. and I'm sure they threw him straight in the trash. Like Tony Absolutely. just said, yeah. you don't Could've know what's anything. in those flowers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So after I'm not that, su- I'm not surprised at all that yeah. she didn't touch them. Yeah. So after that little bit of chaos. Uh yeah. He asked a few more questions that were all kind of similar in theme anyway. Wrapped it up. She left. Everyone filed out, and I went to Kaosan Road where the wives actually made it to Toronto and they went for some noodles and I got some pad thai that night. Nice. So all in all, pretty good, but also the most chaotic lineup experience and just insane amount of patience I've ever had to go through at TIFF. Did that anybody try to other than uh, Flower Girl, did anybody try to bum rush the stage? No, no. Everyone or was were they really not nice. allowed? <laughs> well, there's probably like security they probably just tried, like chilling. Like, yeah. Also, yeah. this one girl in front of me recorded the entire Q and A, and I was like, "Girl, do you see the two large cameras? They're filming this properly for you. You don't need to record the whole thing. They're, yeah, you're I'm wasting like, your iPhone memory." <laughs> they don't care, and I'm getting really annoyed about people taking fucking videos and pictures during screenings because they did it during my policeman and they did it during during the screening i went to yeah like which was the third screening they were taking photos and they were taking videos there and i know that people were getting in the fight that remember i said there was a fight at project wolf hunting yeah yeah it was because people were taking fucking fan fan photos and fucking videos like while the movie was playing Mm-hmm. that's so weird i just i just don't understand it i just don't understand well a a why are you taking fucking videos during like it's illegal yeah. like, like you can't yeah. do that you're not yeah. supposed to do that yeah and what are these security guards paid for what are they looking for what are they doing i don't know at one point i reached down into my bag and i noticed the security guards two of them like noticed me reach like go down and come back up and they were like noticeably watching me and then they kind of stopped because i obviously wasn't doing anything <laughs> i i was putting a sweater in my bag but it's just like yeah i don't i don't know and for the taylor swift one i get like you can you can record that all you want because it's already on youtube like that one's not it's out there what this isn't like you can do whatever kind of you want. They didn't even roll. There was literally no pre-roll before this uh, short started either. It was just love like, it. and start. I so love it. That was kind of cool. But yeah, for regular screenings, especially for like movies that are not out yet. Yeah, that is a hundred percent illegal. Yeah. So 
what are we it's just like yeah you want to inspire new film lovers and things like that but like i also kind of want to inspire the right behavior the fuck like i don't want to go to the theaters if people are going to be fucking recording the screen and shit like they fucking were at uh our screening of west side story oh Oh, yeah fuck that guy Mm -hmm. yeah oh i just don't i just don't get it i don't know why why it suddenly became okay one and two what are we paying these security guards for yeah yeah and like like you said you could have had a weapon in the bag 100 percent. they did like yeah they, they watch jack shit <laughs> like they watched you go in yeah. type thing but you could have had something in there just like we could have because yep. they didn't they didn't really check our bags either and i got yep. my bag checked constantly yeah and the one guy was like you can't bring food in here i was like it's a theater what do you mean i can't bring food in here yeah. the scotia <laughs> bag couldn't bring the food f- into the scotia bag fuck out of here <laughs> i what? Get the fuck out of here. So what if you came in with a bag of popcorn and was going, no, you got to throw that out. Bro, he, what? He was, he was just trying to be like fucking, I was like, what are you doing? No, yeah. get out of yeah. my way. Like, fuck, it's a theater. Of course I can bring trip, fucking man. food. But yeah, they weren't checking them properly. Yeah. That's the impression that I got. They were barely fucking, they barely did anything. Like the, the security guards that should have done shit barely did anything. And then security guards in there i don't even know what the fuck they were doing because like some, wasn't of, much. Some, of, some of them though were pretty invasive like when i went to uh when i went to menu they made me rip everything out and they checked oh, like really? every know how know how like it's some of the bag checks dave they only like check the one compartment yeah at the menu they literally like made me go through every fucking zipper good Jeez. i'm glad they fucking did yeah. it because yeah they didn't do it for me and there was one point where I went and I had the bag open. They're like, oh, you have a badge. You don't need to get your bag checked. I was like, hmm, you should probably check. Yeah, it. I couldn't believe that. Oh, yeah, that was at, uh, that was at Good Nurse, I think. That's, yeah. that's yeah. sus. Yeah, you should probably yeah. check it. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. ridiculous, man. Oh, no, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Good Nurse. It was Banshees because Banshees was at six and it was still daylight out. Yeah. Mm. And we dropped the, we dropped the thing down. And she's like, oh, you got a badge. You can just go in. Like, uh, oh, oh, okay. The fuck. I just, I don't understand. Like you have all these people, they're checking bags. Like, yeah, yeah, it's annoying, whatever. It's annoying for me to have to open my fucking bag every time, but whatever. You're looking for something and you're not finding it. You're yelling at me because I have a fucking muffin. Okay. Sure. But like they should be checking. They should be going in a little more. Like some of them were like digging around and you had that person who was digging, told you to pull all your shit out. But it's like, why aren't you checking more? Why isn't this girl getting body checked? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what is like, I just don't, why is nobody saying anything about the filming? Why are we just letting it go? That's a great question. Just because they're kids. No, they should get fucking thrown out. People are paying People paid fucking top dollar for that fucking Taylor Swift thing. They should get thrown the fuck out. Yep. Like I'm guilty of, I would have probably taken a bunch of pictures of her off and on, but I wouldn't be fucking videotaping it and I wouldn't be fucking taping it during the, the screening. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like once a Q and a starts, you want to take a few photos, take a few photos, but then stop. (laughs) Like, What's the point of being at the Q and A if you're just going to be like staring at your phone taking photos? Like just but people people do that at concerts too. True, true. Like I've been to a number of con- like a Harry Styles concert, a yeah. Taylor Swift concert, and they're fucking videoing yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you paid God knows how much money for this fucking ticket. What are you doing? Yeah, you're never going to watch them again. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, anyway. You're not. You're going to go on YouTube and fucking look at better clips. Exactly. Or you're going to go through fucking uh, TikTok or Instagram and find yeah. somebody who is sitting in a better spot than you and watch their clips. Yeah. Annoying. Well, yeah. So that was my my chaotic one and only day at TIFF, um, which was a lot Bless of fun. You. Yes. Bless you. It was, it was special. So mm-hmm. now that my giant Taylor Swift story is done and it was insanity the entire time, uh, let's go on to uh, how was your day three at TIFF? Day three was pretty solid, yeah. I thought. Uh, we started up with Butcher's Crossing, which was the Nick Cage movie. Um, right. The one that you we were at the red carpet for the night before. You went and saw it the next morning. Cool. Yeah. At 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, Definitely not and, a movie you watch at 8.30 in the morning. Nope. And it was a, uh, it's a West, it's, it's a Western yeah. and it's just kind of like the kid comes back. The kid was supposed to go to college, but he wants to figure out what his life, what life is like. Sure. So he ends up in, in the titular town of Butcher's Crossing yeah. and he ends up on a uh, buffalo hunt with yeah. Nicolas Cage and he finances the whole thing and he kind of like, he sees some shit and hij- and hilarity ensues. Cool. And James, I have, ne- I don't, how, have you ever wanted to see a buffalo get skinned? Uh, no, I didn't appreciate anything that was uh, happening in uh, Power of the Dog around buffalo skinning and hides and, and castrations. So, no. Okay, no. so how much buffalo skinning is too much buffalo skinning? Uh, after After being gunned down. After like, you watch them getting shot, too. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like if you're going to show me one buffalo getting skinned, I would probably be like, oh, okay, cool. But how about that's an, enough. How about an entire montage sequence? Oh. Multiple. Multiple. No. I kind of... Do you remember playing... And this can be somewhat related, but mostly on topic. Do you remember playing Red Dead Redemption, the first one? Yes. And like there was the one trophy that was called Manifest Destiny, and you had to like wipe out all of the buffalo and skin them all. I do remember that? I felt that's bad. a vicious trophy. It's Jesus. a vicious trophy. It was the greatest accomplishment of my life, and I also felt very sad for killing all these video game buffalo and skinning them all. I had so many hides, I didn't know what to do with it. So yeah, no one is already too many for me, and I I can't. It's too sad. There was Even a though lot. they're probably like all CG, but like. There was a lot, James. That's there was a lot, and just lot. because you mentioned Red Dead Redemption, I always have to tell the fun story. Yeah, you remember, like after you kill all the bad guys and you're gonna go home. Yeah, and you're it's like this triumphant music. Yes, and it's like the sun is shining and everything's good, and you're going home finally. Yep. Well, when I was going home on my horse, I got mauled by a jaguar. <laughs> Kind of took the wind out of the sails of that moment. Yeah, yeah. Mauled by a jaguar. <laughs> like, it was vicious for throwing wildlife at you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, so much for that triumphant moment. <laughs> and then, like, it restarted and the music was gone. I was like, yeah. oh, well, fuck Lame. me, right? Yeah. But yeah, Nick Cage is Nick Cage, sure. obviously. Yep. But it's just... He has a, he has a scene where... Uh, Nick Cage plays plays as a bald man, which yeah. is very weird because he is That's he's bald and he has a big bushy beard. So like, oh, very strange. Yeah. In one scene, he goes goes full predator and he takes out his big like hunting knife and he just starts dry dry shaving his scalp with his fucking knife. Wait, did he have like was he bald and pig? I don't remember now. 
What did he have? No, his I usual think I think he, he, had, he had hair. Okay, I remember that. I think he had long. I, I think he had his long hair that. for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, so that would be off-putting. Yeah, so it was it was odd, and uh, you know, at the end of the movie, um, there's like a bunch of um, there's like the the title cards type thing, and they say that it was about that. Uh, they were they filmed the whole movie on a buffalo conservation site. Oh, so like some of the buffalo were real buffalo, right? Like, but no buffalo were harmed, and but no course, buffalo were of harmed, course, of course. And then there's another thing about like how the buffalo got wiped out and stuff, and how they're trying to bring them back. Type yeah, thing. yeah, it's yeah. like that's not what this movie was about. Yeah, that's not what it was about. So why is it suddenly about that in the credits? So that was yeah, that was yeah. strange. Yeah. That was strange. Yeah, that Fred kid was pretty was decent in it as well. But like the rest of the movie, I was just kind of like, it looks pretty, but it's really fucking bleak and really fucking long. Mm. And it's 8 30 in the morning. <laughs> and it's 8 30 it in the morning. It was a very bleak movie and a very like dark story to go into at fucking 8 30 on a Saturday. Which makes it even funnier. That we followed that up with Sarah Polly's Women Talking, which is about Mennonite women, a, men, a group of Mennonite women meeting up to discuss whether they should leave their leave the colony or not, because they've been raped and sexually assaulted and all these horrible things have happened to them. And all the men are in are prison. basically scum. They're scum all of the universe, well, which we already knew. Yeah. But most of them are in jail right now and they're all coming back in the morning. Mm, yeah. So if they're going to make the move, they got to make the move right fucking now. They yeah, got to decide exactly. whether they're leaving or they're coming or going. Yeah. And it's literally, it's basically a stage play and it's just like acting mm. like capital a mm. acting mm. and it's, it's harrowing. The music is great. Yeah. It, the, the, the color scheme is a little odd. It's very okay. gray. Right. Very gray. Um, but then there's like powerhouse performances from Claire Foy. Ooh, yes. And Jesse, Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Mm, I love They're Jesse Buckley. amazing. Yep. And just like the whole cast is on fire. And then I hate to say it, but like Ben Weislaw. Yep. He's very good in it as well. Very cool. And he's I, like the only male in the movie. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the, he's the, he's the teacher who's taking, basically taking the notes of what, uh, what is being discussed. Right. Because they can't read. Yeah. Right. So. Right. That's yeah, cool. That one is high on my list of need to see. It was, it was heavy shit. And yeah. we got into that one. Like we just walked out of. Butcher's Crossing got into the line and we were immediately in and they packed the shit out of that theater. Oh nice. man, it was it was it was chaos in that theater. Like James, if you remember what it was like uh going to Knives Out or yeah, Joker yeah, yeah, yeah. in Joker, 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, that was chaos. This is what yeah. what women talking was like. Yeah. It was nutty. It was nutty. But yeah, it was I think it's my favorite film of the festival and it just cool. hits you like a stack of fucking bricks. That's what I yeah. need. I need. And I want. I want to feel like I just got hit by a truck when I leave a movie. Yeah, it's, you do. It's uh, it's the 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 performances are absolutely yeah. incredible. Like this this movie is very emotionally devastating, cool. and it'll it'll stick with you for sure. Cool. Yeah. For sure, it lingers. It lingers. It lingers. And like Sarah Polly, like 
does, she hasn't directed a movie in over over a decade. She hasn't lost a beat. Like, amazing. amazing, 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 amazing. Yeah. So we followed that up with um, the visionaries talk with uh, Hillary Clinton and oh yes, that's right, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Clinton, Clinton. Yeah. on their um, their TV show or their Apple Plus Apple TV Plus show Gutsy, which I still haven't watched, hmm. but they were just talking about gutsy women and being a being women in the public eye and they were interviewed the person who was interviewing them was uh sophie trudeau oh yes so which was trudeau trudeau yes Yes. which was kind of cool very cool yeah super cool and yeah it was just it was lovely they just they were very eloquent and just like very inspiring and just um hillary was had some deadpan humor and she was kind of like she was leaning into like the Trumps, the Trump of it all. Sure. It, like, I think one of the, one of the things she said was she went for a walk the next day yeah. after the election yeah. and she, she walked, she ran into somebody who was walking their dog and the, she just started like bawling her eyes out yeah. for, at Hillary. And she was, she was like, 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 I'm like, I'm so sad. Like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. I can't believe yeah. this happened. And she's like, yeah, me too, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was very, it was very you cool. You can't believe this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool listening to her talk and listening to her reference the uh, 2016 election. It was, it was very great. Cool. Like, I'm very, I'm very glad we were able to get in there because we were worried that we weren't going to, we weren't going to be able to. And like the, um, I think we were in cinema one. The it was only half full. Like there wasn't a lot of people in there. Nice. Which is very yeah. surprising, right? Because like yeah. you're paying all this money and you're like me and Dave didn't pay it, there, didn't really yeah. pay a dime and we saw this talk with Hillary Clinton. Very cool. Like people spend like hundreds upon hundreds to listen to this woman talk and like Yeah. It was it was yeah, great. You took full advantage. Yeah. I love it. It's great. It was lo- yeah. it was lovely. I yeah. really I'm really happy we got to do it. Nice. And um the woman who is behind us, I yeah. think her oh, hus- man yeah. she was she was press or what or media or whatever and her husband or her camera guy whatever he he had all his sh- his shit in a um a red wagon, wagon. Yeah. a red wagon yeah and they stopped him because they wouldn't let him <laughs> bring the wagon in and she was on the phone with him while we were standing in line and she was losing her mind like Jesus. yelling at the top of her fucking lungs man Jesus like, so just, bad for the guy to be like, honest she with just you. she just gave her like yeah. she was fucking furious at yeah. this poor bastard and just like up and down every side of this guy and then she Jesus. kept going she kept going in the fucking theater too yeah yeah and then, and then she, at one point, and then at one point, she was like leaning on our seats to like film the fucking conversation, and like you, she was so close to us, James, that we could feel her breath on oh, our neck. Oh god! Like, yeah. she's like, yeah. and she was wearing a, I think she was wearing a mask you. too, and we could still feel her fucking yeah. air. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she left halfway through, which was yeah, fine. But, fuck. but she Christ. just, she just lost her mind. Jesus. Like I get, I get it. And she was calling him. Yeah. She was calling him all sorts of funny names. Cause she, he brought the wagon and she told him not to bring the fucking wagon. Fucking and wagon, it was, man. I it fucking was, told you not to bring the wagon. You never fucking bring that anywhere again. Like it was, she hilarious. just, she fucking That's let fucking loose. Hilarious. I love let it. loose. I love it. So in the interest of time, what are the quick hits do you got from day three? Well, this is the big, these are the biggies that oh, we're going to well, have. Yeah, so let's go biggies, through, let's go through, let's go the through biggies. the biggies. Let's hit them. So let's hit them. Ami- after we saw that, yeah, 
we got our hotel room and then Tony saw Gaza weekend and the menu where cool. he ran into our cousin Bruno. Right. Which is that's right. Wild. Best, cele- best yeah. celebrity sighting. Of yes. Two. That's it. That's the top down, top, top five experiences. For I knew that sure. that was going to happen. I, but I didn't. But you I didn't. literally I like that did you got the surprise. I was talking like, about it. I was like, how did Tony not know you were going to be there? He's like, oh, I just didn't tell him. But like, I got those tickets last minute. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It was work that gave him those those yeah, yeah. those tickets. And but- it was and it was funny because oh, we're gonna jump. We're we'll we'll get to the menu in a yeah. second. Yeah. Um, Gaza week, Gaza weekend. Yeah, this was the ticket of the festival, man. Dave really came through for you me. Really, and I you was really, so happy. You really pulled it together. Buddy. You're welcome. Really You're pulled welcome. it together, and it was the world premiere. The guy was there. Um, the director was there. He talked about it briefly, which was great. Uh, the movie itself. And I have not told you guys, I haven't told you guys a thing about Gaza Weekend, have I? Just fucking tell no. me, please. Just Honestly, please tell me. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, thank God. Thank great. God. It is, it is a political satire uh, about a uh, basically a disease that happens, uh, I think, in Israel. And they need to, they need this, this, this interracial couple. Um, what the fuck is happening? All right. We're, we're on a ski slope now. James is, James is fucking with the, uh, fucking with the background. As I was telling you about Gaza weekend. Keep going. I'm listening. All right, man. Yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah, stopped right. listening. No, I know. And um, this, this couple is trying to, is trying to get out of his, uh no it's not it, it wasn't Israel it was uh Palestine right they're trying to get out of they're trying to get out of Palestine and basically the safe the everything's gone into lockdown and the safest place to be is Gaza the Gaza wow. Strip geez. the Gaza wow. Strip is the safest wow. place to be <laughs> What a right? premise! Wow, right? wow, 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 to get out of Gaza. Gaza. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. It is, it is fucking hilarious. Amazing. The, there is definitely a message there and there's definitely something that he's trying to get at. Right. And the whole ending of how they, uh, they basically find a way to, to, uh, escape, as, find a way to escape, sure. but also find a way to, to get past. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for you guys. But get past the the whole pandemic aspect. It is fucking funny. And are you you really are you really up to date on the whole Gaza Strip? I'm not. I'm not. And they talk and they they talked about it a little bit because he got he he got asked questions about it and like um, and it ended up and spoiler alert it ends it ended up winning the award because it was in the discovery section. Oh, cool! And uh, it ended up winning the discovery award, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, you guys, you guys have to see it. All I right. hope, I hope All it right. finds an audience because it's definitely going to have some problems being screened. Uh, this is the second movie that's going to have problems getting screened in the Middle East, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Cool. Dave, thank you so much. I was, I was really, really pulling and to, to let you know, James Gaza weekend is in my top 10. Nice. Of the nice. All right, cool. Better be. That was yeah. tough. Cool. Cool. That was tough. 
you might as well talk about the menu and yeah. then I can mention how I feel about it after. Cause I saw uh, it at eight 30 or eight 45 the next day. I don't want to say too much about the menu. James, okay. this is my elevator pitch of the menu. Yes, please. Uh, Master Chef. Yeah. Meets Saw. Say no more. But not as not as graphic as you would think. Oh, well, that's fair. There's some graphic scenes. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out to say that it's gruesome. Fantastic movie. Uh, probably my favorite of the festival. Ray Fiennes is in a fucking world of his own. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy, just incredible, and she matches the intensity of Ray Fiennes. That's cool. Which is very hard to do, obviously. Um, you got some, you got some um supporting supporting roles. You got John Languizamo who shows up. Very cool. Nicholas Holt shows up. Uh, Dave's favorite guy, Arturo Castro. Nice. <laughs> Shows up too. Hong uh, Chow, man. Hong Chow. And I Fuck forgot about Hong Chow. It. Jesus yeah. Christ. Another there, there's, there's another movie that she's in that we're gonna talk about where she absolutely kills it. Holy shit, this woman is just fucking amazing. Awesome. And she's so good in it. And she's just deadpan. She gets most most of the juicy lines come from her. Yeah. And she just delivers it with such deadpan humor. And she's so serious and she's just, she doesn't break at all. I don't know how the hell some of the people didn't break when she was saying some of the stuff. Yeah. James, it's, it comes out November 18th. I've oh, already told my wife, like, list, book it, book it, man. book it in the calendar. Yeah. This movie is, is something. Heck and yeah. then seeing, and seeing our cousin Bruno right after. Very cool. He, yes. he had let, he had let me know in the theater, the section that he was sitting at, um, because the script, the script was written by the people, people who've written for succession. So mm. it has that razor sharp, like sure. snappy yeah, yeah, people yeah. talking over each other. Very quick. Yeah. Quick back it's and like forth. It's like piano wire sharp. Literally. Very cool. Parts where they shouldn't be laughing. He was just like, there's this like odd laughter at the yeah. right side. And like, there was like, it felt like there was only one guy laughing. Yeah, at everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one guy was me. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Sick, son of a yeah, bitch. You sick I was fuck. On, I was on the edge of my seat. I was so claustrophobic in the fucking Royal Alexander. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So claustrophobic, but I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah, it's cool. It's I'll bring up another word that Tony likes using. <laughs> it's diabolical. Nice. It's diabolical. Nice. Diabolical. It's diabolical. Razor sharp satire that not everyone's gonna love but it's kind of like the haves and the have-nots and just cool. like foodie culture and it just oh and if it. you're if you're a foodie you're gonna be all over this movie this movie was made for you i love it i love it it's, it's just really really well done and you're either on for the ride or you're not yeah and like i don't think ray like ray finds is a terrifying actor when he's a villain and just like i think this like I think he's the he's scariest in this movie. Amazing. It's just because he's not really the villain, but like he's kind of. He's villainous enough and it's just he's yeah. a he's a central antagonist. Cool. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. And it's just it's on another level yeah. on another level. And uh, no, no spoilers, but there's a, a burger is part of the film. Yeah. And apparently they handed out burgers after the screening. Man, when we got, <laughs> got out of there, there was a fucking food truck. Amazing. Like the the men the the menu 
was there like yeah. all like the, yeah, the yeah. dishes that they make in the movie and stuff and they were giving out burgers the cool. burger was all, absolutely awful but like you know oh, what in the well, moment it was I'm sorry fucking, and i hadn't eat i hadn't eaten so it was the oh, first sure. thing that i eaten in Sustance. 12 hours it was the greatest yeah. thing in my life and then we had burgers and fries forever too which was great yeah, yeah. which was great dope which is great but i didn't realize that it was that it it was it meant something until yeah, after yeah, i yeah, saw yeah, the yeah, movie yeah exactly but yeah i i really liked it too cool so I did the double header of uh, Glass Onion, oh, a yes. Knives Out, a Knives Out uh, mystery, yeah. and the Fablemans. Oh, yes, yes. Hell of a double header in the Princess of, of Wales. I was sitting in the fucking rafters for Glass Onion, and I was down in the orchestra for fucking oh, cool. for Fablemans. Yeah, but yeah, Glass Onion. Um, and they were all there for Glass Onion. Yep. They were all there for Fablemans. Yep. I, I breathed the same air as Steven Spielberg. Amazing. Which I, and you were in the I, orchestra. So you were and I was in the to the air. And I was in the orchestra. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't even, I can't yeah. even. Yeah. All that to say, Glass Onion is a murder mystery again. Sure. Um, Daniel Craig doesn't skip a beat. Of course. Writing is great. Of course. The score Daniel, is great. Daniel Craig is much more animated. He gives a much different, mm. it's a very different performance. That still he Foghorn Leghorn? Oh, he's still that, but he's still that, but he brings, he brings more to but the, more to it, to sure. the character. Yeah. There's yeah more yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, there's a lot of fun in jokes and very it's a cool. lot less, less dated than knives out was. It feels yeah, like okay, you can I guess. Yeah. Like Knives Out was a little more dated with some of the references. These references aren't so dated. And just Janelle Monet slays. Amazing. Yeah. Slays. Amazing. Really good yeah. character. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Kate Hudson, but she's awesome in this. Oh, cool. She's awesome. Much, much she's much different. She's not, she's not putting her usual uh Kate Hudson performance. She's 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 radically different. Yes, nice. I don't no, know. I don't know yeah. what Ryan Johnson did to get a performance out of her, but obviously she he needs to direct her more often. All of this to say, yeah, it's too long. It's very self indulgent, sure. and it doesn't get moving until it's like a two hour twenty minute movie, and I don't think it gets moving until like an hour mm. goes by. Mm-hmm. Like they do a great. He does a like the opening is great, but it's like fucking 10 minutes too long oh, okay and it's it's so elaborate and it's like oh yeah this is fun but it's like let's get to the fucking movie the already yeah yeah, yeah. well and especially so, coming off of knives out which was just like really to the point right away yeah yeah i feel like anything yeah. would almost feel like a little bit of whiplash of like oh why is this taking so long like yeah it took yeah. it t- it's clever and it's fun and it just takes too long yeah it's too much, I think, it's, it's too much build up build up at the start and like like dave said like it doesn't it the the pieces don't start moving until like an hour in and it's an hour of like just setting everything up right yeah like it's fun it's fun enough and it's enjoyable and it's gonna make a it's gonna do well on netflix and sure unlike other other productions like you know how much money they put in to buy this movie like you can yeah. see it on the screen it is yeah. very yeah. elaborate yeah, the yeah, special yeah. effects look great it is like the locate they're in greece uh they're in like a grecian island yeah. and it's it's like a fancy mansion type thing and it looks like the money is there they cool. spent the fucking money on this Very thing cool but well, it's yeah good. You, like it's good that they actually like put some effort behind it as a they, like netflix believes that it's like a successful enough property that they can they can put yeah. in and spend that money and it, it's also not like not going to waste 
yeah it didn't go to waste like it's yeah. all it's all on the screen yeah and yeah like it's i enjoyed it enough i didn't love it like other people did right but yeah it's and it's hard like it's easy not to talk about what the fucking murder mystery of it all is but it's just like yeah. there's a lot of funny bits and cool. there's a lot of there's a lot of clever foreshadowing excellent so, all of that said so i was in lot so i got right in for that movie yep right in for that and um we were we um we le- we basically left and got back into line yep. and the line was wrapped around all the way down to Richmond. It was nuts. Jesus. Um, because of the Q and a took a little longer. Oh. And so wrapped around down to Richmond and not nah, um, Fableman's was supposed to start at nine 15. Yep. And it was nine 30 and I was still outside. Oh my God. And by the time I got to my seat at nine 40. Yeah. Spielberg had already done the intro and the, they were already doing like the, the sponsor, the wow. sponsored clips. And there were at least 200 people behind me. Oh my God. So they basically started it when people were still outside. Jesus. So why the, that, like, that was, why? I don't know, Just but I wasn't the, a fan that of that. That had to be the last film of the night, right? It was, it was. And Yeah. And it's a two and a half hour movie. It's like you have all these people still out on the street. Like, come on, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. What are you doing? So that was a little annoying. No. Um, well, at least you didn't miss the film. Yeah, I didn't miss the film, which, you know, it's basically Spielberg's grand opus. Right. Like it's it's about it's semi-autobiographical. Sure. Yeah. There's yeah. lots of there's lots of different kinds of footage in it or different styles. And it's just, it's emotional. It's really, really funny. And like, everybody's given their all here. Amazing. Very, very heartfelt. Very, yeah. uh, it's a movie. It's a movie about memory. It's a movie about, uh, how Spielberg came to be and his love for film. Yeah. How his family shaped who he was. Yeah. Um, just a great, great film. I I went in and you. It's a roller coaster of emotion, man. Because like yeah. you tear up, you're laughing, you're smiling, then you're a sobbing mess. Sure. Um. Oh yeah, you run the gamut of fucking yeah. you, exactly of emotion. If, yeah. of emotions. If you're if you're anything like us who hold Spielberg's work, uh, oh yeah, yeah. on a, on a grand pedestal, like yeah. this movie is going to hit you very hard. And like Gabriel LaBelle is the lead and he he's basically his name is Sammy, but it's clearly Steven Spielberg. And he's just he's out of this world. He's he's holding his own against Michelle Williams, Paul Dano. And just like he's cool. He's. It's one of his first real roles, one of his first real lead roles, and he's amazing in it. He's so freaking good. Yeah, he crushed it really, really well. And Judd Judd Hirsch has one like he's in it for eight minutes. Yeah. And he fucking like owns all eight minutes. Yeah. He's amazing. Judd Hirsch, very, man. very memorable scene that he's yeah. in for sure. Very memorable. And like Seth Rogen. Yeah. He's incredible. He's really good in this. I thought he'd be in it more, but he's really fucking good in this. Fucking Paul Dano's great. And, you know, obviously Michelle Williams is amazing. Yeah. I don't think she should be going for best actress because she would have won best supporting in a cakewalk. Yeah. But she's very good. And without spoiling or without saying anything, David Lynch shows up and <sighs> his his scene 
is an all-timer. Cool. Very an cool. Yeah. All-timer. I'm definitely, I'm so definitely excited. an all-timer. I'm so it's excited. just... And it's yeah, so good it's, to hear, like that, you know, like it seems like it was a really passionate project for him, and like everybody got on board with that vibe and like just gave it their all mm-hmm. too. So that's that's awesome. I'm very yeah, very excited. It's a very it's a beautiful film, and like John Williams' score, Tony Kushner co-wrote <sighs> yeah. it with Spielberg. Yeah. Like you can see the love and the yeah. attention, yeah. and just like the wonder, the wonder of making movies. Amazing. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. I literally it's, cannot wait. It's it's beautiful. It is a beautiful. It's moving. I just I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. I and I, I fucking love the bit with David Lynch. It's so fucking good. I can't. Af- after the movie was over, um, they were all up there, but Spielberg's sisters were in the audience. Oh, cool! Oh, that's awesome. There was a long-standing applause and standing ovation, and they made us sit down to get the get the show moving. Get to move, yeah, and it was he already was just, late. <laughs> it was super. It would have been well after twelve by that point. Yeah, and he was just he was moved, and he was so happy that he brought it to Toronto because he's never come to Toronto with a with a world premiere, and I don't think. Most of his movies, I don't think ever premiere in in um in competition. Oh wow! Like they're always out of competition because right. he's had movies in Cannes, he's had yeah, movies yeah, at yeah. South by, yeah. he's had movies at New York and yeah. AFI type thing, but they're never in competition. Right. Yeah. And this one was in competition, and it won People's Choice. Yeah. And like, it was a foregone conclusion it was going to win, but like, yeah. But still. after you watch it, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It deserved to win. Great. That's so great. I'm was, so so yeah. very excited. It was it was it was something else. And like I was, uh, Dave got to see the world premiere. I got to see the press screening the next day. But sure. uh, I, for whatever reason, uh, they were doing two screening two screenings: one in Cinema One, one in Cinema Two. Uh, I had gotten there. The movie was at, I think the movie was at like eight or something. Yeah. Eight in the morning. Yeah. Eight thirty in the morning. It was uh, early. It was early. It was fucking early man and i got there at seven it was already packed packed to shit of course uh i ended up getting into cinema two no problem Uh, and then it just so happened that they were having a press conference right after the movie nice and you expect the press conferences to take place in cinema one because that's the biggest one no the press conference started in cinema two which i was at nice so i got a fucking 45 minute press conference with Steven Spielberg, Amazing. Seth Rogen, Amazing. Paul Dano, the uh the main actor, I can't remember what he, what was Gabriel LaBelle. He was there. Judd Hirsch was there. Uh, is it Judd Hirsch? Judd yeah. Hirsch, yeah. Judd Hirsch was there and Tony Kushner. Very yeah, cool. you didn't get to see Michelle Williams, but no. Everybody else was there. Very Tony cool. Tony Kushner said how much he hates writing, which is very weird. But uh, <laughs> yeah. right, everyone looked at him, and even Spielberg looked at him. And he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You're a goddamn writer. What do you mean you yeah. hate writing?" Um, but that was a craft what, differently, right? He hates right? it. <laughs> but the the moment that I loved the most of that is Gabriel looked at Spielberg and said, "Thank you so much, um, Stephen, for giving me this opportunity to be you, to embody you." It's just I watched all your movies growing up. It was a huge, huge honor for me. And he looks at him and then he's just like, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then he brings up a little antidote about how uh, Francis Ford Coppola brought Brando out of retirement for Godfather, yep. got Brando to do everything. And then Francis Ford Coppola did Apocalypse Now after the Godfather and yep. tried to get Brando 
to do it. And Brando had turned him down like 10, 11, 12 times before he said, yeah. And then Brando demanded more money from Coppola about it more than he got paid for Godfather. Yeah. And he turned and looked at Gabriel and he's like, Gabriel, I want you to remember this moment. I remember, I want you to remember that I did you a favor by putting you in Fablements. So when I come back to you in 10 years, you're going to do me this way. You're going to remember this moment. And he looked at him and he pointed in his face. I was like, holy shit. Like, you can't pay for this. Like, you couldn't write anything better. Yeah. And to just be in the same room as Spielberg, like, I was crying listening to him talk because I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I grew up watching this guy's films and I'm literally sitting in front of him right now. It was an incredible. incredible. He's the fucking goat, Tony. Yeah. He is. He is literally the goat. We were trying to, we were were talking about it a little bit. And when you go through his filmography, there is no, I, I challenge you to find a better director who has more bangers in his filmography than Steven Spielberg. True. Yeah. That's just, he's the goat and it was incredible getting to see him. So I'm so happy you got to see him because getting to see him and hearing him talk was next level. Next level. And definitely like one of my favorites going to go down as one of my favorite moments for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I met up with you after that and we got to go to the visionaries talk with uh, SS Rajamuli. Oh, very cool. Which was cool. It was really nice. And he was just talking about Tollywood and just like, the appeal of triple R and just like how he's been approaching his films and how he's like not quite in the Indian system, but like kind of out on the outside outside of it and how he's kind of made his own mark on it. And it was just, it was really, really good. And then for some reason, India didn't select triple R for the Oscars. Dumb, dumb as fucking thing they could have done. What are you you doing? What are you doing? Because clearly that was like the start of the Oscar run. Was yeah. this conversation? Because he yeah. has another one to add, either Beyond Fest or Fantastic Fest, and it's like, what, what's the point? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, because that Taylor Swift—that's why Taylor Swift was there too. Yeah, she's going to be of gunning course. for the Oscar, of course. Yeah. And it's just like, but yeah, I learned a lot about Tollywood cinema. So I've meant to watch Triple R before that before this conversation, so we could finally talk about Triple R. But that'll be for another day. You're an amateur amateur and you should be ashamed of yourself <sighs> yeah yeah one day dave luckily yeah, they didn't yeah. they didn't i i expected them to talk a little bit more about triple r but they didn't they didn't ruin it so uh i was pretty i was pretty pleased with that pleased yeah. for david because he still hasn't seen this fucking movie yeah and then we ran into your buddy after nice yeah very yeah, cool. he was there so that was fun and then i didn't mention it but i finally met up with uh a twitter friend of mine Viv before the double header his name's christopher uh Schobert, and he works out of buffalo and he was it was a joy getting to finally meet him and chat with him and re- cool. irl very cool so because we've been chatting on twitter forever yeah, 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 yeah. and we never met each other and we finally made oh, a point of it look so it was at lovely. you that you was lovely. Your Twitter IRL friend. That was lovely, and uh, we all I got to or I ran into Chris Evangelista, nice. one of our favorite writers for yes. Slash Film. Yes, I, he was in line for Fablemans, obviously, and I made a point of stopping to say hello to him and like talking to him briefly. Very so that cool. was that was quite lovely as well. Yeah, big shout out to Chris Evangelista. Never met mm-hmm. him. I just love him. I don't know why. Yeah. And what did you have after Rajamuli, Dave? I believe after Rajamuli, we met up with Bruno and Florine and right. uh, 
Theo, our cousins, they yep. went to go see Glass Onion and they were right. at the gin at the gin uh oh, the gin booth. Pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we lined up, we got in for the gin, and then we uh how was the gin? It was actually pretty good. They oh. make it was, was like it, a lemon, a oh, lemon. Okay. If I made if I made drinks fun. like this with gin, I'd yeah. probably drink gin a lot more. Yeah, yeah. That I was basically it, yeah. the that was basically it. Like I would, I too would drink gin more if I could make them like this. I yeah. it, as an off story branch out of gin, just quickly. I, I my wife and I had a cocktail party yesterday, and uh, my favorite drink of the night was gin and juice. So let me tell you, I could drink gin and juice for the rest of my Snoop Dogg was onto something, man. What what kind of juice? Cranberry juice. Cranberry juice. So it was like it was, it was gin, lime, cranberry. Uh, yeah, I think it was a gin, lime, and cranberry. Yeah, over ice. It's incredible. Nice. 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 nice, nice, nice. Anyway, yes, but agreed. I never really liked gin. And then I was like, you know what? I, li- I could drink a lot more gin if it tasted like this all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I think the whole gang was there for Knives Out as well, or for Glass Onion that yeah. they saw, yeah. which they were really excited about. Yes. Um, yeah. And then we hung out with them for a bit, and then we went back to the hotel where Tony promptly passed the fuck out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote some reviews, and then I passed the fuck out. Nice. And then I went, and then we went our separate ways again, and I saw the whale, and Tony yes. saw the eternal daughter. Cool. The whale was much like yours what you were talking about with taylor swift there were lines for days yeah 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 lines for days and somehow when i ended up in a line behind i don't know five seven hundred people maybe i don't know how many people yeah. were behind me or were in front of me or behind me but emily hampshire from uh schitt's creek she plays stevie she was standing right in front of me oh cool <laughs> which was weird and everybody kept walking by me like is is that is that <laughs> and the, and like I quietly was just like, are, are you and she like kind of looked around and then she's like, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not going to f- geek out or fan out type thing. Like, I just want to tell you, I saw your film, the end of sex. You were great in it type thing. And she's yeah. like, oh, thank you. And then she like got attacked by a bee. Oh, God. and then she was talking about how her phone wouldn't recognize her because she had just gotten her hair done. Oh, fun. <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of fun. Cool. And then uh, we find I finally got in for the whale. Yep. Like just in the nick of time, and Aronofsky came out cool. and introduced. He talked for a while about how much he loves Tiff, and I wasn't claustrophobic inside the Royal Alex, but I was also sitting on an end. And he brought out the cast, and everybody was clapping, type thing. And then the movie started, and there was no. It just went right to movie. Cause it, it was supposed to start at five 30 and I think it started closer to like six ten. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the whale. Yep. Um, it's all one location basically. And it's Brendan Frazier and he's a teacher or like an online teacher. Um, and he's like 600 pounds. He's eating himself to death. Oh no. He, he lost his part. He lost his partner. His partner committed suicide. He's he wants to reconnect with his daughter who's Sadie yeah. Sink. Yeah. Um, his friend is Hong Chow, and she's basically a, like a nurse, so she kind of like helps him out, but she also enables him. Mm. And it's just they just keep it's just a lot of talking type thing, and it's it's riveting and emotional. And holy shit, James, I've never yeah. seen Brendan Fraser 
own the screen like he does here. He shows some sort of like real commitment to the role and like he loses himself. You're not, you do not see Brendan Fraser. You just see this character. Like he, wow. He owns this performance. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a version of him that you have not seen before. That's yeah. amazing and to hear. Hong Chow is incredible in it. Yeah. <clears throat> and she's like, just like, like twisting the knife and making jokes type thing. And then on, on a turn is just like super emotional. Wow. Yeah. And super serious. And yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. and Sadie Sink, Sadie Sink is a real bitch in this movie. And she'll she'll fucking break your heart. She break, sure. she's a heartbreaker, and she's she's so good. Yeah, and it, like I haven't seen the new season of Stranger Things yet, but like if she's as good as she is here, like holy shit. Yeah, yeah. And then like I can't say enough good things about this movie. Like it just it looks great. It's very like it's just there's a lot of passion here. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's getting a lot of controversy with um with the character being overweight and then just like some of the, and then the, there's like some gay, the gay controversy. And then right. just, there's a bit where he drops a key and it's, con- it's a little comical, but at the yeah. same time, you're also like, Oh, like this is terrible type thing. Right. Right. And it's just kind of like, I know a lot of people are pissed off about this movie, but like it's riveting. Yeah. It's riveting. And I was like, I was, I was bawling at the end. Wow. Just like I, I was wow. a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. James, I saw the movie. I saw the movie the next day, and like I was leaving the theater, and my face was still wet. Like, and there's people still like actively sobbing as we were leaving wow. the theater. Like in line, like the whole procession of leaving the theater, people were still like, <laughs> "Wow, yeah, it's like, he- it was, it's heavy shit. It's fucked, man. Yeah. That 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 those last five minutes, they they are emotionally crippling." The whole movie Jeez. is emotionally crippling, but yeah, that was last that last like little bit is yeah, yeah. really it's heavy. And Ty Simpkins is pretty good in it. I'm a little iffy on his character. And then Samantha Morton has like one scene and she's off off the chain. She's yeah. Yeah. she's great. So great. So great. And then they came out after, and I have n- like Tony and I went to Whiplash in 2014 and it was like a long standing ovation yeah and i think the standing ovation for when brendan fraser walked out was double that jesus yeah. it was long and he was emotional like if you've seen the video of him in yeah, venice yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. exactly like that like wow. he you could see how touched he was yeah and how emotional he is about this character and this movie yeah and it's just it's beautiful and he was he was so appreciative and just i wish hong chow was there because she was yeah she was incredible too amazing i'm glad he's having a he's having a renaissance finally the renaissance not even you know what he's already been having a really good time it's just no one's really noticed until now so i'm glad people are noticing that he's he's back and putting in solid work as he's He's putting in the work yeah and like like it's his oscar to lose right now amazing like just next level next level so tony eternal daughter while he was saying that i saw internal daughter which is a uh tilda swinton joint no oh, yes <laughs> sure <laughs> she plays dual roles here uh a mother and daughter go to a uh 
go to a hotel to spend to spend the weekend uh for the mother's birthday and uh the daughter is trying to write a screenplay at the same time yep. uh it's a gothic ghost story i don't have too much to say about this other than tilda swinton in a dual role incredible i don't know oh, how cool. this woman i don't know how this woman does it but to go from one character to, to another nice uh, she's really, a chameleon tony yeah, yeah seriously truly, truly the movie was super slow uh right. slow slow burner it was it was your uh it wasn't like a typical ghost story uh but it was eerie very atmospheric nice. um, i'm glad i saw it tilda and the uh and the director director i'm trying to get her name right now um joanna uh, joanna something she did uh the souvenir part mm. one and part two. part oh, one yes i've heard to see those yeah i hear really good things joanna joanna hogg that's it you want to say yeah that's it um i've never seen i've never seen the souvenir apparently everyone everyone likes the souvenir yeah um this was very yeah it's all i hear this this one was more like a very personal personal story for her uh like i said this is the first movie i've seen from her so i can't really like compare Yeah. yeah uh but you could tell you could tell that there was some real heart to the story and like it was very like lived it. the the story was very lived in i think this uh, is i think it's connected to the souvenir movies uh no i don't think it i, I don't they oh, I they mentioned was. they meant they mentioned it and they said that no that was one of the questions if it was like uh a spin-off or something of or like oh, okay. a continuation of the chapter and they said no it was something completely different oh yeah i uh, saw a talk with them it was a world premiere very nice to hear Tilda Swinton talk. Uh, she's a very, very interesting person to listen to. And uh, Joanna was very nice, too. Um, yeah, yeah. And then that led us into our next movie, The Good, uh, the good Nurse. The Good Nurse, uh, yeah. yeah cool. Which is another another world premiere. Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne were in attendance. Yeah, and the director. It's based on a true story about uh, a nurse who kind of has a friend who's a new nurse and uh he might be killing people oh shit (laughs) which sounds more interesting than the movie was it's just very just like jessica chastain is awesome as she usually is yeah it's just there's no real momentum to it and no real stress because she her character also has uh she has a bum ticker and she needs to get it (laughs) All right. So there's a little so there's there's a little side plot with like her heart and sure, stuff that sure, they like sure, keep sure, going sure, in sure. and out of. Yeah, but they don't really do anything with. No, it. no. Oh, they more focus just, on like the Eddie Redmayne of it all. Yeah, all. and Eddie Redmayne is playing Eddie Redmayne, so he's it's just he's Eddie just Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, he's just yeah. Eddie Redmayne. And yeah, there's some great parts in it, and then it's just it was just a slog, and I wasn't a fan of it. And they did a Q and A before the movie, which sure. was odd yeah i didn't understand it's like cool thanks well because they were running they were running late right weird they were running late and then because of the interest in time and like uh at the end of the movie they're like stay after the credits we have a special like meeting for you and the uh because the movie was inspired by a true story so the nurse that uh jessica chastain played they brought her out and they she basically just waved to the audience and then left and yeah uh, that was it but the nice. director brought her out as yeah opposed to it wasn't chastain. it wasn't jessica oh, you would think that jessica chastain yeah. would bring her out so that you could see the both of them together well yeah just that seemed, would be the point it, me, right? and, me and dave were talking about it It just seemed like a huge missed if not a wasted opportunity yeah yeah but this movie it didn't really do it's it's a fine movie and like as like a rainy day netflix watch because it comes out on netflix later next month sure end of it's, october 
it's fine, but yeah. it didn't really, do, especially after getting my ass kicked by the whale, it didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it also your bar has been set pretty high by now. Yeah. So uh, Tony saw the whale the next day in the morning, and then he yep. saw Glass Onion. So we've already cool. talked about cool. those. Yep. Yeah. I saw Empire of Light, which is the new Sam Mendes movie, oh, nice. which <clears throat> it's supposed to be about love of cinema, but it's also about mental illness and racism and Margaret Thatcher politics. Oh. And it's so all it's over a, the fucking it's place. It's an and, and, and. It's too many ands. Too many ands. Olivia Coleman's really great in it, and Toby Jones is really great in it. Yeah, but too many ands. Yeah, way too many ands. But all of that said, Roger Deakins cinematography, Chef's Kiss, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross score, Chef's Kiss. You're selling me on the other parts of this. So the technical elements, yeah, amazing. Everything else, not Not amazing. amazing. Yeah, not amazing. So I was let down by that one. Other people liked it, but I think it's a fucking mess. Uh, then I saw that devotion afterwards in the cool. IMAX Ooh. and, uh, it was too, I guess they didn't play with the filter on the oh. camera. Uh, so it looked like shit, oh. but the movie was just okay. Yeah. It was about, um, the first black, the first black airman in, um, right. Right. World War in the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Korea, in Korea, Korea, Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Korea and uh it's Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. Yep. And it's just okay. Mm. I wanted it to be a lot better. They're both really good in it. And the story is an incredible true story. It's inspired by incredible true story. And it deserved, I think it deserved better. Oh, that's unfortunate. So I just I I wanted so much more from that. Yeah, it's one of those though that I saw the trailer for it and I was just like, I wasn't even wowed by the trailer, and I was just like, this looks fine. I guess it reminded me of Midway. Yeah. When yeah. Midway came out. Yeah. yeah. That's the and, vibe. And it didn't help that Glenn Powell's in it and Top Gun exactly. came out this year. Yeah. So that doesn't kind of ruined its appeal yeah. a little bit. Because yeah, it's a just, better movie. Yeah. It's just okay. Like it deserved yeah. to be better. But they're both very good. Well, that's good. And, and then Tony and I met up and we saw Wildflower, which was a world premiere. Nice. And that movie is about a young it's apparently based on a true story as well and it's about a young woman coming of age and how she kind of goes through life with um disabled parents ah okay sally from uh mad men was oh, yeah, yes. Kier- sure. kiernan shipka yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. was she was she was incredible cool she's very yeah, good in it like everybody everybody's good in it it's yep. just kind of like been there, seen it, done it. Nothing bought the new. T-shirt. Yeah, Nothing new. Yeah, it's your yeah. standard coming into age. Like I, I really enjoyed it, but like it wasn't reinventing the wheel. It tells the same story that you've already heard. Someone trying to rise against, right? Uh, or not rise against, but just like rise up from um their circumstance. Yeah. Their exactly. circumstance. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny and it's touching and just yeah, heartwarming. <laughs> like it's like it's like a warm hug. Sure. But yeah, it's. There's some there's some great acting in it and there's some great supporting characters like Gene Smart's in it and um yeah. Jackie Weaver's in Jackie it. Weaver's in it too and yeah but it's nothing special unfortunately right. mm-hmm. and then we followed that up with the Banshees of Inisherin of Inisherin which, yes which is the new movie with Colin Colin Farrell 
Brendan Gleeson. Gleeson, yes. I've been looking forward to this one. Barry Keegan, and yep. it's written and directed by Martin McDonough, yep. who did um, In Bruges, In Seven Bruges. Psychopaths, yes. and Three Billboards, which I really like. Yeah. I know a lot of people hate it, but I really I like it. it. I really like it. And Tony managed to sit like a couple rows ahead of me, which was fun. Um, Colin wasn't there, even though he just won best actor in Venice. Uh, yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for anyone who bought the premium tickets for this movie because they probably paid like at least like 60 to $80 for the ticket. Geez. And the only people that were there was Martin McDonough and the actress. Carrie Condon. Played, yeah. Oh. Who plays uh, Colin Farrell's sister. In the oh, movie. And, yeah, the produ- and the producer, and the producer, yeah. That 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 who that is who showed up for your yeah. eighty dollar world premiere ticket. Yikes! Yeah. Yikes. Apparently, Martin McDonough's dating Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridges, and apparently yes. she was there too. Oh, that, oh that, shit! Yeah, that sounds right. But she wouldn't have been on the she wouldn't have been on the yeah. stage because she had yeah. nothing to do with the movie. But she yeah. was there apparently. Cool. Because they apparently they went to a screening of Blonde the next day. Oh, fun! <laughs> nice. Since Dave hasn't said anything about this movie, James, this movie's fucking hilarious. Amazing. Like, it, it is a breakup movie like no other. Cool. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. You're you may need some subtitles for it. Uh, and that's, that's uh, fair. I needed subtitles it, for in Bruges. So exactly. But it is a fecking good time. I was like, gonna say you better say fecking. It's a fecking it is, good time. It's a fecking good time, man. Amazing. It was, Jenny, it was Jenny the Donkey. I love her. Yeah, Jenny the <laughs> Donkey. Shout out to Jenny the Donkey. Colin sure. Farrell, Colin Farrell's fucking amazing in this movie. Brendan Gleeson's amazing. Um, what's the what's this? Harry Condon and Barry Keegan are great. Yeah, too. Barry cool. Barry, uh, I was just about to say Barry Ke- Keegan like steals the show, man. He literally every every yes. scene that he's in, yes. I literally just had a smile on his face because he plays a character like so innocent and just so dumb. Yeah, but like he has he has so much heart. Yeah, yeah. it's I it's, love that. It was yeah. a bit, it was a bit too uh, slow paced for me, but. I will agree with Tony. It's very funny. And there's like a recurring bit with fingers that I'm yes. not going to talk about, but the Appreciate person that. in front of me was freaking out. Okay. Yeah. Like losing yeah. her mind All about right. this All fucking right. recurring All right. bit. All right. But yeah. It, and it looks gorgeous. Absolutely. Just, absolutely gorgeous. They shot it on location in Ireland. And <laughs> it's just cinematography. Yeah. It's just kind of the, mo- it's the kind of movie that's like wrapped up in metaphors and there's like, Layers. layers layers there's layers there's layers it's, it's it. an onion yeah it's, it's an, an onion. onion it's, it's an, an onion fucking yeah. perfect onion yeah there's satire and there's also illusions and just i think i needed to be in a better headspace for it yeah, yeah. that's fair. and there's like underlining well thing they 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 talk about like the underlining of like the troubles and stuff and that acts that overshadows everything mm. right and like yeah. they like like they've said it's it's an onion it's it's there's layers to it so the I feel like every watch of this movie will be different because you'll see cool. it in a different aspect. Very yeah, cool. so very, I'm looking forward excited. to rewatching this one for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we went home after that, which was lovely. And then we went back the next yeah. day and we watched the sun, the sun, the sun, which was the follow up uh, to the father. To the father, the father. Yeah. Is, is this third film going to be the Holy Ghost? No, apparently it's, it's supposed to be the mother. It's supposed oh, to be the mother. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, it's supposed to be the mother. I thought it was going to be the Holy Ghost and or House of Gucci. It's not. It could be either one, and I would have been okay with it. It's not. But yeah, it's uh, based on his play, Florian right. Zeller. He won the Oscar for The Father, yep. and um, 
it's based on his play and it's about a uh the son the titular son is 17 years old he his parents divorced his dad remarried and had a new baby and kind of he's he's super depressed and okay. like he's not going to school he's spending his days kind of walking the streets of new york right and so he talks to his dad and he's like hey can i move in with you and he's like yeah let, i'll move in you can move in with me and um you know it kind of goes from there okay and I feel like I know the whale is very divisive, but this one is super divisive because oh, okay. I was not a fan. And I know a lot of people were not a fan of this and like Chekhov's fucking motifs and foreshadowing blatant oh, foreshadowing. Just right there. Just kind of beating yeah. it beat. Like he doesn't yeah. even like, like you just show it once, but like it literally like almost became like a, a symbol during the movie oh. because he kept cutting, like cutting back, fucking light, cutting oh, back Jesus. to it, and just like pounding you in the head with it, and like you know the green light in the Great Gatsby, yeah, it's like yeah. that, oh, yeah. it's that fucking blatant, and like and the kid, the kid is supposed to is like playing at your heartstrings, and you want to feel bad for him. Yeah, it's just the actor who's playing the son is doing it so over the top, and mm. it's just, it's just not good. You can't, you yeah, can't yeah, get yeah. on board, man. Yeah, but to that point, like. He's also a 17 year old kid who's going through a lot of emotions and he doesn't yeah. really know how to control his emotions. So yeah. obviously he's going to be all over the place, but the he's, it didn't, it didn't do, it didn't it's, do it it's peaks and valleys. Yeah. Yeah. And then Laura Dern doesn't really do anything. Vanessa Kirby doesn't really like, she's Vanessa Kirby's really they don't, good. They don't, they don't give really enough, do anything. they don't right. give enough, they don't have enough to do. I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I feel like she's just sidelined during the and, movie. Sure. And then Anthony Hopkins shows up for five, literally five minutes and fucking destroys everything. Oh, of Literally, the best the best scene of the movie is the five minutes with fucking Anthony Hopkins. And of he course. doesn't come back. And, and then he doesn't. Where is he? Where'd yeah. he go? Like, and he's gone. Yeah. Where'd he go? And then Hugh Jackman, again, peaks and valleys. Like, he's very good here, but he's always very good. Yeah. And he and, has some good, he has some good moments and stuff. And like, uh, there's a good, there's a good moment for him at the end. But it's, it's not, an amazing moment. It's not, but it's not earned. It was, it wasn't earned. And like, it was like a, you didn't really need it. Yeah. It's the epilogue you don't need. Mm. Exactly. There you mm. said in there's a, there, the epilogue comes after like this big emotional scene. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you could have just ended it on that scene. You didn't need that extra. Like <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like the Talia al Ghul, right? You get the knife in there, right? You've already yeah. done the twisting. It's you the don't need to twist. You don't, you don't need to twist more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of that said, exquisite production design like just like the father like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the apartments yeah. look incredible yeah. everything looks great but yeah i was really really disappointed with this one uh, it's yeah. too bad i had i had high hopes for that because like the father was one yeah, of my yeah. favorites of course it was great 20 mm-hmm. yeah and that's because this, the father's was, fucking incredible exactly mm-hmm. and it's this this was just a huge letdown yeah no and then we followed that up with pearl in the yes. imax yeah which no spoilers is not- i need to see it it's not at all like X. It's yeah, just don't go, it's, don't, don't go no, in no, no, expecting no, no. X at all. No. It's very Technicolor, like 50s vibe, even though it takes place in the 20s. Yeah. It takes place during the Spanish flu. So everybody's wearing masks. Yeah, so it feels yeah, yeah. like COVID type sure. thing. Yeah. And uh, she bangs a scarecrow, which is odd. Cool. <laughs> but yeah. yeah Mia, Mia Goth in her own, like, like she's doing circles around everyone she's out of this world james and she has 
there's like a nine minute extended monologue that she has that she crushes. Amazing. Yeah. I've never yeah. thought she was a great actor, but she fucking I, crushes yeah. this. Yeah. I'm very, she very crushes excited. This. Very and excited. The, like the end, the ending scene. Yeah. Like it'll, it'll haunt you. you. It'll amazing. haunt you. Buddy. I'm so it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm it's so a good ready. one. It's, it's, it's a good one. Uh, yeah. It's I, really I, well done. I personally wanted a little bit more blood. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't gruesome enough, but like, I will say that some of the some of the death scenes are in the in the movie are actually pretty gnarly. Awesome. But again, I was going in expecting same same no. level as as Zach. You made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Mistake. And I'm and I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I'm going to see it on uh, going to see it on Tuesday with my wife again. So I'm I'm excited to give it another shot. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it's just they're virtually completely different movies. Yeah. Very, very different. And movies. like props to to her and Ty West for making completely different movies with completely different vibes. Very cool. Yeah. And it's ve- like they're they're very it's very I will I'm I'm very interested to watch them both nice. together and kind of pick up on different things. Sure. But I know they're gonna they're totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And then we followed that up in the IMAX again with a little film called EO. Which was okay. a big hit yeah. at Cannes, and it's about a sentient donkey right. who's uh, experiencing the best and the worst humanity has to offer. It's Great. a road trip movie, but the main character is is it a donkey? Yeah, it's the donkey. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Dave was saying that the best actor is 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 locked up with Brendan Fraser. Let me tell you, James, if that donkey is eligible for best actor, <laughs> might buddy, be up Brendan. There. Brendan Fraser has some some worrying to do. Amazing. And they didn't they didn't bring the donkey out for a conversation. What yeah, the like what there's the fuck? six different donkeys like, and they didn't like, bring one donkey. No, no donkey. That's that's opportunities, man. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. But the movie, but if, the go ahead, Dave. Go, Dave. Or go, Tony. <laughs> go, go. Uh, the movie was great. There, there was some. There was some. Uh, the cinematography was really good. We liked. We liked how there was like the donkey vision because you get to see they like. They must have done like the truffle hunter where they put the GoPro on the donkey and right, the donkey right, just right, like right. walks and stuff. And like it like fucking what's her name? Uh Isabel Isabel Hubbard. Yeah, Isabel Hubert. She shows up randomly at one at one point. It's like the misadventures of like of this donkey and how like he's like literally just like passed from person to person to person on his journey. And like there's like this weird subplot where the donkey wants to be actually wants to be a horse. Jesus. So like you see like all these moments when they're when the donkeys yeah. around horses and they it just it just wants to be a horse and it's heartwarming and it's sad and you you just don't know what you're expecting. Mm. <laughs> Dave sold this movie as like it's a road trip movie with a donkey and you follow the donkey and that's exactly what it is. Neat. And it's in it's in four by three, so it took up the like a good chunk of the IMAX yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was pleasantly surprised with this one, but I, it's an I really enjoyed one. it. It's Def- an definitely one. seek it out. Just just for something different, man. Just sure. like a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right? and we yeah. And then the next day we saw Sanctuary with Christopher Abbott and Margaret Qualley, which is about a BDSM relationship. And he wants to break it off. She doesn't. And hilarity ensues. Apparently, this okay. guy needs to stop going into hotels with strange women. Right. And it's just a two-hander, them going back and forth. And sure. really well done. Really well done. Mark Wally's 
great. She's she's great in it. I didn't. I wasn't really on board with this one. Like Dave said, Christopher Abbott just needs to stop meeting strange women in hotel rooms. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it is what it is. It's exactly what you would expect. Uh, gets in, gets out. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, enjoyable in some parts, but just like a whole lot of meh for uh, me. That's fair. I dug it. Yeah, I dug it, but I was into Mark Qualley, so that's probably yeah, why. That's it. that's it. And then we followed that up with a Canadian film called North of Normal, which mm-hmm. is based on a true story again about a young girl who kind of grows up in like a wilderness colony with her grandparents okay. and okay. her free spirited mother. And played by Sarah Gaden. Played by Sarah Gaden. Sure. Gaden. Gaden Gaden. Um, and she kind of. And then it kind of goes back and forth between her as a kid and then kind of her as like a teenager yeah, kind of trying to adjust and getting like trying to adjust to real life type thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, <coughs> it's fun. It's enjoyable. Sarah Gaden, really good. And uh, another yeah. warm hug of a movie. Yeah. We didn't Robert really Carlyle's in it too. Yeah. Oh, he weird. plays, which plays an amazing, wild. he's, he's wild as the grandfather. Um, he was really good. We were really taken aback by this movie because we weren't really expecting much and uh, we really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then Tony Tony left to go back to work. We watched Suzy Searches on digital and I don't want to talk about Suzy Searches because it fucking sucked. You also, you <laughs> also skipped, the, skipped the part where I saw Holy Spider. Oh, whoops. Whoops. Yeah. Well, James, well, you need to see this. You need to see this movie. It's on my list. We talked about Holy Spider yeah, back at the talked, AW with Dave. Dave yeah, told me about it, but I was sold on his little his little letterbox review, and I'm I'm sold. I just need this movie to come out. The ending crippled me. Like it was just, I was just, I needed, I needed to be held, and I needed to be scrubbed violently. That's that's what I hear. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. Do you but, agree? Susie searches sucked. Yeah, Susie searches. If you see not okay, just basically the same thing, only with less cringy dialogue. Uh, yeah, just frustrating, frustrating. Just movie. frustrating. Mm-hmm. We need to get. We need to start a petition to get rid of this fucking subgenre of <laughs> doing dangerous shit for validation online. Let's just get rid of that Fair. because it's just it just it's, it's icky. icky. It's icky, and we it's don't icky. need it. Fair. Yeah, and like yeah, like you're supposed to feel for the main character, and you're you're not. He's like. She's no, evil. No, I hate all. I hate everyone. Yeah, and Rachel Sennett didn't do anything. Oh well, no. then there's no point. Throw it out. There's no point. Throw it. Chuck, chuck it. In, chuck it in the chuck bin. It in the chuck bin. it in the bin. <laughs> chuck it in the bin. The Friday, I woke up at eight thirty in the morning, and I saw a movie called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Oh, I've heard nothing but good things about this, and it blew me to the back of the theater. Amazing. It's a white knuckle thriller that had me on the edge of my seat. It's very lo-fi, very like DIY, but it's fucking riveting and thrilling and surprising. And just, I can't. Amazing. Like it's, they're trying to blow up the pipeline at the same time as you're finding out how they all got together. Yeah. And just like, they're putting bombs together and like, you're basically like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like any wrong move, like they're fucking dead. Jesus. And it's fucking like edge of your seat. The the score is incredible. The acting's amazing. And just James, I can't like Neon bought it. It's supposed to come out next year. It's probably gonna be at Sundance. And it's like like it's worth yeah. the trip to Utah to see this movie. Just to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It, I can't wait. Like I said, 
like I said, it blew me to the back of the theater. I oh, thought it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be good. It was fucking better than good. It was amazing. amazing. It's Fuck, like top so five excited. for me. So excited. <laughs> I'm so glad I went. <laughs> so glad. And I followed that up with uh, Hunt, which is the directorial debut of Emmy-winning actor Lee Jun Jae, who won for Squid Game. He's yep. the lead in it, and he's acting against Jun Woo Sung, who was in Man of Reason. Mm-hmm. They both came out after, which was fun. Um, basically, it's in the 80s, and um, they're both in South Korea. And somebody is trying to is selling secrets to the north. Yep. And they have to find out who's doing it. And they're both in different departments type thing. And just action is amazing. But it becomes the kind of movie where people get double crossed and then triple crossed and then quadruple crossed. Oh my god. And then people switch sides. And then I I couldn't I couldn't keep track of anything. Because I was like, I don't know what the fuck's happening anymore. So crazy. Amazing action, like yeah. amazing action. Yeah. But yeah, not worth, not worth, not worth the trouble. Uh, and I followed, I followed that up with My Policeman, which is the Harry Styles yes. film that yes. everybody was going bonkers for. Yeah. And he's fine in it. The movie is fine. Sure. And yeah, it didn't really do anything for me. Mm. Like it's supposed to be, um, they're older and the what the wife lives with the husband and then like their friend comes to live with them and he's on his deathbed type thing and you find out that the husband and the friend had a a thing going in the 50s when you, people could be get in trouble and written and jailed for being gay yeah and she's reading these diaries and she looks super shocked but she already knew that they had a relationship mm-hmm. so it's like why are you shocked why do I keep, why do we keep cutting back to you being mortified reading this when you already knew this? Yeah. So yeah, they didn't do enough. Just didn't. Yeah. They didn't do enough for anything and yeah, it's just fine. And the younger, the young ladies that were there to see Harry were not prepared for him to get a beach from a man. Cause they were, they kind of laugh. There was like this real, like odd laughter type, Nervous, like, oh, nervous. Oh, oh, oh no yeah yeah and then it was fine after that but oh. that initial that initial beach they were not prepared for yeah. yeah yeah not prepared for and i followed that up with blueback which was an australian film that was that looked great because they were under the sea for most of it but cool. there's there's a recurring bit where they have this relationship with this fish and it's a puppet and it oh. looks fucking terrible <laughs> great <laughs> like, it just keeps popping up on screen and they're like, oh yeah, we, we had four people using like puppeting it and it looks awful. It like, it looks comically bad. Oh, great. And it has a great message about like preservation of the coral reefs, but this fucking puppet keeps showing up. Oh, so this is like <laughs> ruining the message. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my Friday. And then we had sick, which we watched digitally, which, which Tony fucking unreal tony liked it more than i did but basically it's it's the pandemic two girls go to a cabin to kind of like just hang out because you can't do anything else sure covid is the uh, slasher yeah and then hilarity all right yeah cool shit gets real real quick all right it's It's clever it's written by kevin williamson who did uh scream cool and 
Yeah. I wanted to like it more, but I know you liked it a lot, Tony. It was, it was, it was just so, cause you know, you know how I am with pandemic, pandemic movies, man. Like if they're like too like into it, then like, I'm just, it's just hitting too close to home. They were like that, but I wasn't bothered by it because like it was, it was Kevin Williamson. Like he was his, his satire writing of the pandemic was, was, was like, uh, it was fresh. Yeah. It was fresh. The only thing I didn't like about this movie was the twist at the end. The twist at the end kind of ruined, kind of ruined it, but they bounced back at the end. Uh, it's vicious. It's, it's what you would expect. Kevin Williamson knows how to do a, sl- a slasher movie and he's made, he's, he, he's made uh, a nice career of himself doing slasher. He is, he is great. I like the twist a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really clever. Now, before we get to the last two movies, yeah. I can see in your eyes, James, that you didn't realize how many movies we saw. No, uh, we, and this was we, half of what we did last year. God, if we, did, if we did this in like 2019 or something, fuck me. This would have yeah. been like a six episode series. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a yeah. serial. Like <laughs> Today on Finger Guns, <laughs> we tackle movies. 10 through 15. We literally just should have just done live, live, live on location every yeah. day, just like a postmortem every day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we know. We're learning. You know what? We're, We're learning. learning. We're learning. Next, We're learning. Next year, I'll be different. Yeah. It'll be different. Next year, I'll be different. But before we get to the last two, just want to do a special shout out because I saw a bunch of screeners before uh, yep. Tiff started. And the one that really knocked me out was um, a little film called I Like Movies. Yes. Yeah. Something I'm very, very looking forward to. I, I was sold on the premise just reading the little plot description. So, yeah, it's a Canadian, a little Canadian film uh, written and directed by Chandler Lebec, uh, who's a critic. And now she's making a, a run of it as a as a filmmaker. Cool. And it's about a young uh, it takes place in Burlington in the early 2000s. Amazing. The first the first track is that song uh, Swollen, Swollen Members yeah, with uh, yeah, Mocha yeah. Only. Mocha Only. So, yeah. So that, that kind of, I was like, okay, I'm going to love this. And it's basically about a kid. Um, he wants to go to NYU. He's a, he's a snooty film type and he wants to go to NYU to be a filmmaker and he needs the money. So he starts working at a uh, mom and pop uh, rental place, yeah, film rental place. And just like about his journey cool. and just kind of like his self-discovery and it's uh it's funny and i saw myself way too much of myself in this emotionally sure, sure, sure. in this emotionally devastating movie doesn't stay it's overstay its welcome just really really well done and you know i saw a bit of myself and maybe i was a dick when i was a, uh, in high school about my thoughts on cinema that's definitely fair. where i will fully attest to that <laughs> Yeah, like there's an entire like he he's supposed to upsell the new Shrek DVD. Yeah, and he's like I can't in good conscience talk about this movie. Like it's shit, and uh-huh. they're like, don't care. You got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's wearing a sash that says like Ask me about my Shrek or something. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> poor guy, poor yeah. guy. But really well done, really well done. Last two, last two, baby, last two. Sorry, James. It's fine. Sorry, Jamesy. It's fine. First one after Sun which was a big hit at Cannes and it stars Paul Mescal from uh, normal people. Nice. And it's about a father and his daughter, his young daughter 
takes place in the 90s, early 2000s, around yep. there. And it's taking too long to, to, to explain this movie. Essentially, it's about a, about a woman who uh, is remembering her last trip with her father. Mm-hmm. David is taking 40 words, and I summed it up for you in five. <laughs> There's nothing to Thank this you, movie. It is it is a movie about memory. It is about this this woman who's remembering this this last trip last that she trip, took, yeah. last road trip that she took with her dad, cool. and all the memories that she had, uh, and what it, she remembers and, and what, what she, she kind of pieced together. Oh, exactly, okay. exactly, yeah. right. And like it kind of like bounces. It doesn't really. It bounces towards the end of like her as an adult and then her as a child, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, and it's fragmented. Sure. Yeah, it makes uh, "Under Pressure" the uh, Queen and David Bowie song "Under Pressure" very depressing. Mm. Uh, I cannot listen to this. I won't be able to listen to the song the same way again. Uh, it's emotionally devastating. The ending kind of hits you. Uh, it didn't really hit Dave, but it hit me only because I really like that fucking song. <laughs> sure <laughs> uh it was it was it was good it was we didn't really didn't have an expectation uh me and dave both have different opinions about it uh because it both hit us differently yeah nice it's well done it's well it's done, well done. it's another it's, one it's i want to well rewatch i want to rewatch yeah. type thing because I, I the whole fragmented nature of the movie kind of threw me off exactly mm-hmm. and it like does like this weird like flashing light dance dance scene at the end that's very like uh the way it's edited it's very jarring um so that's what probably threw dave dave off sure um but yeah definitely definitely seek it out and then we wrapped this up wrapped up tiff 2022 the last movie movie with a film called uh wendell and wild which was written written by jordan peele and directed by uh hen is his name henry Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck. Cool. Who did like Paranorman, uh, cool, cool, cool. Coraline, yeah, 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 yeah. that kind of thing. He wrote, uh, he, he co-wrote this one too. Oh, cool. co-wrote it with the Jordan Peele. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what is, what is it about? I can't, I can't sum that one up in, fi- in five words. <laughs> in five words. It's, yeah. it's stop motion as yeah. you would expect. Yep. Makes sense. And it's about a young girl who's an orphan and she has, she ends up getting marked and two demon brothers come up from hell and kind of she's marked by the demon. She has the demon marked, uh, marked on it. her thing. Yeah, got it. yeah. So she summons them to the land of the living. They promise to bring back her dead parents, and because they want to have a fit, they want to create a fair, uh, their own fair in hell, basically. Sure. And hilarity and and then hilarity and great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's really it's, it's really well done. Animation's great. Uh, sure. Definitely put it in your Halloween, your Halloween rotation. Ooh, okay. Um, if you nice. like paranormal, and it's very spooky. Nice. Uh, if you liked paranormal, I do nightmare and nightmare before Christmas. Yes. Oh, that's stop motion bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Jesus, <laughs> buddy. Like it's fucking twelve o'clock. We gotta fucking let's let's give her. I wanted I wanted to like this one a lot more. I exactly. Think it had and way I wanted- too much going on and way too yeah. many characters and agendas. Right. And there's there's a trans character who's. I, I don't know what they were trying to go with for that. And just, I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even notice that. So, yeah. so like, yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a movie that should have, uh, with, with the powers of who is behind it, the movie should have been a little bit better, mm. but again, but again, like same vein as Paranorman, same vein as like Coraline. They'll say it's a kid's movie. It's not a kid's movie. Uh, no, 
at all. It's 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 tackling some very adult themes. Um and yeah, it's the the animation was great and the 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 visuals. The visuals of what what's on the screen were really really well done. Yeah, just mute it. You don't just need, mute it. You don't need oh, to okay. just, just, it. just watch it, the visuals, it, man. Like it's Go fun seeing Key and Peel back together sure. and like James yeah, like the, 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 knocks the, the, it out of the park. Exactly. Yeah. The two the yeah. the two of the key key and peel characters and their banter towards each other is really good. Nice. Uh, but yeah. 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 So yeah. that was that's that how was we closed it, it out. That was it. That was, that was it. it. That was well it. Done. Well done. Tony, what were your top five? Top five starting. Do you want to go any order? One to five. Let's just five, do four, five. three, two, one. Banshees of uh, Inish Aaron. Yep. Triangle of Sadness. Cool. Fableman's. Nice. Whale. Nice. And number one, the menu. The menu. I thought you were going to say Gaza Weekend. <laughs> Gaza Weekend was in the top 10. I think it was around seven or eight. If you uh, need that information. Thank you. Shout out to Gaza Weekend. My uh, my top five. Uh, five was Holy Spider. Then How to Blow Up a Pipeline. The Whale. The Fablemans. And like I said earlier, Women Talking. Women Talking. Nice. Number one. That's a good, that's a good solid. Both of you have good solid top fives. I'm excited to see all of those movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good fall. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Be a great fall. A busy and fall. Thank a Christ, fall. we've fucking seen all the bangers. So yeah. yeah. We don't no, have to spend that much. Time. We don't have to spend that much time at the theater, which is uh, Avatar, baby. Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Avatar. So is this the part where you want me to talk about my new blues, or you can go fuck yourself with your new blues <laughs> no, tonight, Dave? No. No blues. Our our longest episode as sponsor and. Do we need to say thank you to our sponsor? Oh, Bulgari? naturally. Yeah, Bulgari. Bulgari. Thank you so much thank for allowing you. us to go for two and a half hours. Yeah. On, and we were going to add another movie. We were going to add another movie to this. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't. And like Tony, I don't know if Tony said this already, but the short film with Anne Hathaway mm. and Zendaya, that should have won. People's that should have won best. But, uh, yeah. That it was, was great that was the one the best. time I saw it. Well, we well, saw it multiple we saw, times. We saw it multiple every times time. yeah. every fucking day. Yeah. And yeah, it, it should have won people's choice because it was that it was jingle great. just gets in your head, man. Sure. Yeah. And the crowd starts clapping along. Sure. You're you're fucking in for the long haul. Sure. Yeah. 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 So thank you for that video. Yeah. That short film, Paulo Sorrentino and Bulgari. And thank you for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> and thank you, Tiff. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Always yes, thanks, Tiff. Tiff. Thanks, Tiff, for another uh, another year. Yeah, another great year. Another the great volunteers, year. the programmers, the filmmakers. Just make a better every- schedule next time, though. Yeah, maybe we don't fuck. Maybe we maybe we fix the schedule and fix the, the schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the ticketing issues. Yeah, I, yeah. Forty-five minutes. Forty-five. Forty-five. Forty-five minutes of tears is uh, not what I want. And what I want on a Sunday afternoon. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we could. We could talk for another half hour, 45 minutes about all that, but we got to leave you wanting something. So with that, that was TIFF 2022. James looks like he wants to die because he didn't realize how many movies we saw. We'll be back in two weeks. Who the fuck knows, but we'll be there. We're going to be there. We're always here every two weeks at a minimum. We appreciate you listening. Bigger Guns Nation. And you know what? Uh, Honestly, if someone makes it to this point, though, if you like drop us a comment on Instagram, I, I, I don't know. I want to give you something. 
just for making it all the way through. You can you can timestamp this this little bit here and just yes. like tell me that I said this and I'll I'll figure out something to get you because like fuck this is a marathon of an episode and I'm very happy for everyone who sticks around through the entire thing to listen to us talk for two and a half hours about movies because they're near and dear to our hearts. It's true. It's true. So with that, I'm Dave Bulgari Baldwin. <laughs> And I'm here with the man they call Tony B and James Bulgari Amatusia. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, we'll be talking to you again very, very soon. Yes. Good night, everybody. James, get some fucking sleep. Yeah. On cinema. Whoop.